Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. People say ain't no good and I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning and pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade well, I ain't got no money, but you better believe I got it made. Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing. If I can't get it on my own. If you don't like the way I'm living, just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Shut the fuck up. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for listening to the Josh Tate Podcast. I've been promising y'all a drunk shit-talking show for a hot-ass minute, and uh, today was the best day to do it. We're up in Nashville, and I'm around some amazing fucking folks. we got a couple surprises. we got some folks that are coming in later. Uh, I want to thank each and every one, especially Dr. Lynn Brown. Uh, thank you so much for your choice, healthcare. In Eastman, Georgia, because if it was not for you, this show is not possible. You just don't realize how important you are. Uh, so we're up here. We're having fun. Yeah, y'all can say whatever the fuck you want to. I am all about Adderall. Uh, so I want to, I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves and drop their social media. So we're going to go in a circle. There's a lot of people in this room, and we haven't done this in a while. So Skinny, start with you. Drop yeah. your social media. And then uh, <laughs> moving on to the next person. You introduce the next person. And y'all keep going that way. All right, we can do that. All right, y'all. My name is Little Skinny, L-I-L Skinny. You can find me at L-I-L underscore Skinny underscore music. It's kind of like Little Wayne, but take Dwayne off of it. Put a skinny on it. Yeah, we're cousins, but that's another story. David is over here. What the fuck did you say? I'm David McMahon. <laughs> you can find me at uh, David McMahon Music on Instagram and McMahon Music at uh, TikTok. Yeah, it's kind of hard to spell, but here's Gypsy. Tell them how to spell. Hold on, because people ask me this all the time. Tell them it's how to spell M-C-M-A-H-O-N. your last name. C M A H O N. It looks like McMahon, but it's McMahon. McMahon. Like sucking it down, good. Okay, so I'm there Gypsy we go. You undersupervised. Can never you can just go Google me at Gypsy undersupervised, and I don't remember your name. I'm so sorry, but here's the next girl. <laughs> it's Dusty with an I. Um, Dusty with an I, not a Y. It's Dusty underscore Summer. On Instagram, this is this is Kaylee, um, Kaylee Rayleigh Rue. Um, K A L E I is how you spell my first name. R A E, and then Rue. I hope you know how to spell that. And then I don't. Um, how do you do it? Is it R O E or R W? So K A L E I. Bitch, I'm stupid and have dyslexia. I don't know how to spell or anything. I've been calling this bitch Kaylee all day for like. I am Kaylee. I thought it was Kylie. No, it's Kaylee. It's Kaylee. Yeah. Why do y'all keep telling me the wrong fucking name to say? Do that. Every right. one of y'all told me the wrong name yeah, to say. Yeah, everyone yes. likes to mess with the you know, person with you, a disability. Oh, I, I just it. showed up. We do. <laughs> we do. We do like to mess with those with disabilities. Anyways, anyways. 
Um, I got I got my friend here, um, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell she learned his name before we started the show. Uh, on, the, on the fly, she leaned over and said, "What's your name again?" But this is Tyler <laughs> Branch. I, all my stuff's under across the board is just Tyler, Tyler Branch. Branch music. All lowercase, no numbers, no spaces, nothing. Just simple. This is Will. I'm Will Mosley, and you can find me at Will Mosley Music on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere else. Mosley is spelled with two E's, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. And this is Mr. Josh Terry. This is not going to go well. There's no, there's oh. no B in that? No B? All I can think no about is when you were talking while I go tits is... <laughs> That's definitely first off, I know we're only airing like the audio of this, but for the past, I've only been around you three times in my life. Mm-hmm. You have yet to have a full article of clothing on. Yeah. Whatever you have. Tits, no. I mean, why oh would my you? Jesus Christ. Y'all didn't have to ride in the vehicle on the way here. You pay for she things. probably made it a really hey, bouncy listen, road, you, too, didn't she? You pay for certain things to be different. You could on have oceanfront property and what you spent on your tits. Listen. I basically, yeah. Really? Right, door straight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, okay, I'll say this. Um, I also have fake tits, and she said how much she spent on hers, and I was like, girl, I would get She didn't have fake titties. I, I've had fake titties twice. but She's had fake titties twice. I don't know how many CCs you got, bitch, but it definitely is double what I have. I don't know, but CC to my fucking email with it. 650. <laughs> Six, a 650. Mine are only 525, and girl. Wait a second. I got Hold on, we're show all titties. There we go. Lean into the microphone. I look bulky. You look, but you do well, not no, look no, no, bulky. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, like I've got like more bulk on me. That's why my boobs look a little bigger, even though you're not much like less CCs than me. All I'm saying is, all Mine the men look. right here at the table are very pleased with what we just did. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We might need a demonstration here. <laughs> we just demonstration. I don't think I understand. All right, Somebody once told me skinny. Out. Somebody once told me Skinny could be in a, in a boat made of pussy and fall into a river made of pussy, and he still come out dry. And it's because... That's right, Ryan Lambert. That's right, It's because of, we need this demonstration. Well, I'm just a slow kid in class. I just don't understand you. Yeah, I bet you don't. Listen, hey, Skinny, I'm going to show you I'm gonna show you a before picture of me, if you don't mind. No, no, the, she showed, she showed this in the Don't car show earlier. Josh's ass. He's over here talking shit. Bitch, I was in the car Josh earlier. Saw it. I already saw it. It was even like... They I looked like a 12-year-old boy. They didn't even oh, want to show me I in the car earlier, and I was like, I'm looking over your fucking shoulders. And then now, like, now... I'm not the guy you like show titty pics to, I and I'm not going to look. So if that doesn't tell you nothing, yeah, it, it supports my living. Yeah. What do you do for a living, by the way? <laughs> Rhymes with... Smoly, you can say it on my show. You, I mean, you literally can say whatever the fuck you want I mean, to. I do OnlyFans. I'm Gypsy yeah. Under Supervised. You can find me there at Gypsy Under the, Supervised, and I have great tits as well. The goal is to get big. the perverts no, that follow me to spend money on the rest tits. of the girls that have OnlyFans to follow y'all too. Yep. Hey, listen. Listen. OnlyFans is the shit, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to be in the generation of females that I am because it, it has never been and will probably never be like this again. It's probably gonna get worse. Yeah, we've already I passed the good days. I can't show anyone worse than I already show, man. Like, nah. No, I think we're in the good days. I think we're. You think in we're in the good spot. days? Think about it, bitch. Grand- we're in the end times, and it's, be- and it's because of y'all. I call bullshit. My grandparents thought bullshit. they were in the good days, and my grandma couldn't vote or. 
You know what I've always thought was funny? And this is so stupid. Pull, pull y'all's microphone like close to the end of the table. Yep, yeah, yeah. There you go, jackass. I ain't gonna remodel this motherfucker. You know, it always tickles me, and I don't know why people miss this. This is gonna sound so bad. Y'all, you, like, everybody wants to talk about how good, like, our grandparents had it and all this kind of stuff. And I love my, like, I don't have many grandparents left or whatever, right? But, like, they had shows like The Honeymooners. To where if Alice, I think it was Alice, didn't do what she was supposed to. Alice got the shit slapped out of her. Like if she didn't make supper, Papa will come in there and be like, bitch, where's my sandwich? Yeah. And then that was okay. That was acceptable. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's like, oh, no, we need to go back to that. Yeah. No, no. you don't. No, no, you don't. No, you don't need to. No, you back. don't. I'll make no. sure supper's on the table if you're fucking making sure my bills are fucking paid. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. That's why I grew I mean, up though. I'm a just man. Saying, your house is no. clean. Your fucking supper's on the table when you get home. I would Disagree. love to go back to those. I days. don't. I don't want a woman that I'm with not to have a job. I really don't like. I want you to have your own shit. I think everybody should have their own shit. But I still think the man is supposed to be the provider. That's the way I was fucking raised. That's the way. Like it's. I don't want to be a sugar daddy, or I don't want to be like. Somebody that has the sole income, but I still think the man is supposed to be the provider. I've never had anyone be a breadwinner in my Same. relationship, and like, kind of and bread. not because I make substantially more than anyone, but like in my entire career of anything, never had a guy make and never had a guy support me or anything. I've Have you ever had guys. one that wanted to and you just wouldn't huh? let him? No, no, what's your never. name again? Huh, huh, <laughs> <laughs> fucker. What kind of bread do you want? I, I will say <laughs> this. Captain John's? I will say this. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Absolutely. Understand where they're coming from. Um, but I'm one of the, I'm a very independent person. Absolutely. I will make my own money, do whatever I want. I come from the country where we're all about blue collared men and things like that. But at the same time, I'm here for the man to pay the bills and do things like that. But at the same time, the girls should not lose focus of making their own money and doing what they need to do. You don't have to know. You don't have to depend on somebody else because anything can happen. No, I, I agree, I with, agree that. with that. I, I, agree I agree with that. that. But wouldn't it be way cooler if, if you were like, if, if you made whatever you made, you could make more money than me. Right. Like, I, I have no problem with a woman making more money than me. But, like, if the man was to come home, pay all the bills and everything, and then what you had was the income for us to go do whatever. He would get the best head of his life, and he would get fucking laid every fucking night. See, Miles. that's what our grandmas understood. Our grandmas understood. They didn't have to go man, fucking you know, pick cotton or okay. work a goddamn mule. Right. Well, can, it, can we say can if we say I it's have... fucked up? It's fucked up because only you you're an OnlyFans queen too. Okay, yeah, but let OnlyFans. Go ahead. Go ahead. If I had a man that said, "Baby, I love you so much. I can trust you. Everything like that." And I was able to do my OnlyFans, and he was like, I'm going to go work, I'm going to make the house payment, I'm going to do this. Boy, you bet your fucking ass, as soon as that man drove in that dick. to that fucking driveway, I would be gobbling his dick all the way to the shower. That made me want to work okay. an extra 20 hours. Off of I would fucking right make there. sure the house was fucking spotless. I don't want kids, so ain't no kids involved in this shit. But I would make sure... Like, oh, baby, you have a side-by-side. -side. That shit is fucking clean before you got home. We're going to go do something cool. You're going to have everything that you fucking need done if a man but, treats me like that. But not yet, have I had one that does that? No. 
No. Yeah, so, but also, but how are, how are we paying our bills, though, Mama? Jesus Christ. Mama. Beautiful Mama. How are we paying our bills, though? Like, think about it. I'm, well, it I'm gobbling and doing all that on the camera, well, and your, they're getting that still. And that's your own. That's how we're paying the bills. But that's how we're paying the bills. At least you got a place to stay together. in side by side. If we're in a relationship. But why are you in a relationship if a man ain't doing shit? I ain't in a relationship. Well, we then I'm not allowed to be in this argument because I don't I don't know what a I'm real relationship is. Anybody listening, if they want a man, I mean, if they don't oh. want a man, sorry. If Call they want a female <laughs> that likes. Did this turn into one of those weird ass? I don't know no. if you ever saw. You I know you're life. old enough. You're old enough to know this. Yeah, Tyler's old enough book. to know this. But like there used to be these info commercials. To where it was oh. like before anybody had Tinder or a Bumble or whatever, you would send a videotape. This is an advertisement. Yeah, yeah. You would send a videotape like into whatever and it'd be like, hi, my name's, my name's Skinny and I like playing guitar. I also know how to name drop and write songs real good. <laughs> and if you are if you are single and you fit this description, I would love for you to hit me up right now. Skinny, don't get mad. I told you about this last night. I, I know, but we're 10 minutes in it, and you had to bring up the fucking name dropping shit. It you took, cannot do a fucking show with me. What did you name drop about? All right, look. Okay. Oh, we let me state it. Let me it. state it. Let me fucking state it because I've picked on him on the show, and it's been <laughs> this distributed. This is like the fourth time now. It is. So I'll make it clear. Skinny has a personality that everybody fucking loves. He gets to be around some people that I want to be around. Skinny ain't scared to tell you he's been around these people. I get jealous because I'm an insecure fuck. And it's Skinny like. Skinny is the nicest person. Yeah, Skinny's ever, fuck. Like I just everybody tries to subtly talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he tries to subtly talk about it. But it's like when he does it, and, the, and like it's not like he casually knows somebody. Like if he's dropping somebody's name, they love him. You're going to hear from the other end of it hey, I like Skinny. I like fucking with him though. Because the oh, last yeah, time we were up here, and I really didn't do it bad until the last time we was up here, and we were talking about going out that night, and this motherfucker said, oh, yeah, I was just at Bob's the other night, man, and it was crazy. I had such a good time. And I was like, Bob's? Where the fuck did you go? Oh, he's like, he's like Kid Rocks, man. And I was like, oh, wait, wait a fucking just <laughs> drop that. Yeah, I've never heard it of it. That was so when I call you name dropping, I literally get jealous. You're the one that took me to introduce me to fucking Aaron Lewis and got to hang out. That was fun like time. you, like I've got to do some cool you. shit. Because and I deserve of it. You. I deserve it. Of it. But, but I also I would do it. it if you don't think everybody at this table has fucking done that shit when it works for us, it's just funny because I try not to. Well, you get it's not you get sensitive. You laugh it off. You play with it. But a lot of people get sensitive about it. Yeah. You don't. That's what's funny. If I thought you were going to get butt hurt every time I, I said something to you, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, life's, too, life's too short to get butt hurt, but, but hurt if I can talk. Get the hard knees. You think I've gave you shit. Tyler Branch <laughs> told a story one time on this show. <laughs> and I'm not telling a story because it's going to take God in four years. But we fucked with him so bad after him. To, and like Worse than normal. We did a show one time, like so, we were riding dirt roads. And all of us was having a great time. It was me, Tyler, Dustin Heron, Lee Tucker, Trey Landon. We're in Georgia. We're having a fucking blast. We decided the conversation in the truck is so fucking good. We're going to go back to the studio and record it. Because Lee Tucker has us fucking crying in the fucking yeah. truck. Lee Tucker, <laughs> for all of y'all who don't know this, Lee went 
to Oregon at some point in his life and lived as a fucking hippie. He lived in the woods. You talking about when he got chlamydia twice? When he got chlamydia twice. <laughs> he lived in the fucking woods. And was it Bozeman, Montana? Not once. Yeah. Whatever it was. It was a west, fucking like hippie that. commune that was a nudist colony. Now look. Yep. Now look. I'm not putting. I don't support that. It's fit. I bet you do. (laughs) I wish you'd like it a little more. Yeah, I bet. But you have a wife beater that is cutting off your puss right now. I bet bet all of you at the table think I'm Muslim, but I'm not, actually. It's okay. I eat pork and I like to fuck white women, so I'm definitely never going to be. I'm actually a Trump supporter. You think that nobody else at this table is? I don't know. She tried to get smooth with it. It yeah. But so Lee Tucker tells us this story about look, I ain't got a good body. Like I got dad bod or whatever. I don't give a shit. Like shut I up. got man tits. I don't care. I don't want to look like You're I sexy as hell. Thank That's you. what the people want. Well good. I'm glad you bitches like it then. I, I watch my reflection off your head and I'm good. Well <laughs> you ought to see the reflection oh, off your thighs damn. later. Hot oh. and <laughs> but anywho Lee Tucker and me have about the same body. So uh, so like, don't no, no, yeah. Lee, me, me and Lee Tucker about got about the same body. Lee, Lee's like the wish version. Oh, bitch, Man. that's fire! I'm the, name. I'm name brand, and Lee Tucker, he can write music better than me, and he can sing and play. That's all that matters. But he's the wish version. Yeah, I still love him. He's prettier. I love him too. Anyway, but no, we're burning people. So burning. like, of all people, you want to see at a nudist colony though. You liking about Lee Tucker or me <laughs> His running? His precious ass walks out of yeah. the tent. Ugh. Yeah. I've seen so what much. He, what did he used to say time. so much about his, uh, his fat ass heart? What did he say? <laughs> Man, we used to fuck with him so goddamn bad. What did he say? Is it Bubba? You remember me, you, Casey Yarbrough, used to fucking do it all. Buddy. It buddy. was Buddy. It's, it's, it's okay, it's, it's buddy. Right, buddy. Hey, it's hey, all right, buddy. Sorry, buddy. It's all right, buddy. It's all right, buddy. God damn. Lee Tucker did that shit. But if you want to think about somebody running around a nudist colony, okay. me and Lee Tucker's bodies probably ain't the one. Damn. Make it clap, baby. Um, <laughs> God damn. I don't, know. God damn. I don't know what you're trying to do, but keep doing it. Make that booty clap. My bug. I can't stop watching it flying around your head. I can't stop watching a lot of things flying around you. Um, but like, you don't think about Lee Tucker and not like, if I'm going to go to a nudist colony, that's the body I want to see. I mean, you and, but, he, but the way he tells the story made us, he's like, man, I've met, hooked up this hippie chick. She gave me chlamydia. We slept in a tent. First off, chlamydia. Wait, yeah. So Easy to get rid of. See, the worst thing a doctor could ever tell me is it's two, uh, antibiotics a and a shot. A no. kid. Pregnant. That's, a, that's not that's one baby. Out. That's pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, I said, he said two worst There's things cures a doctor for that could too. tell me. What? Two bad things a doctor could tell me. No, I'm saying one the is, worst one thing is a doctor a kid could have another, told me oh. was that you can cure chlamydia oh. with two antibiotics and a shot. Well, pregnancy you can cure with one oh. pill or a hanger, one of the other. Or steps. <laughs> I've also heard the steps can cure that. I had chlamydia for a year when I was 17. And my dad had to force me to the doctors. Well, I want to open that can of worms. That was amazing. Yeah. You had chlamydia for a year? For an entire year. How do you have chlamydia for a year? I, so. Um, Didn't you notice? 
Yeah, so, like, I had a lot of symptoms. I was bleeding every time that I was sexual. And then um, also um, smelled, like, rotten fish. And in my welding class, my, um, like, my table buddies were like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yeah, right, me, what is it? I knew, I knew it, it was, was me. You. But, like, I was so scared to tell anyone I didn't know what it was. I thought, oh, that's just how vaginas smell. So, like, I'm 17. I'm just learning about vaginas changing. Yeah, me too. Um, then my dad, I'm doing chores one day, and I literally am, like, trying to, trying to, without itching, because my dad and brother are right there, without itching, I'm trying to, like, close my legs, like, pinch it, like, yeah, just like trying to fit. It's like if you're what the fuck were you trying like, to pinch? Like China. If your ass itches in a like in a public area and you're just like trying to dig into the seat more, you know, you it's like I was doing that in front of my dad and brother because they're on the couch and I'm mopping and I'm like this, I'm going to the side like this, and then I kind of went down and my dad goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I go. I go, well, it just hurts. And he goes, what hurts? And I was like, well, it's just been hurting. Like, my vagina's been hurting. And he, go, he booked me an appointment. Found out I had chlamydia for a year. You are my new favorite guest. <laughs> you are going to be the reason why I spend $30,000 on video cameras. <laughs> because of the dance that you just did while you were trying to make it out to us. Well, Yeah. I'd also just pissed off my dad because I half-assed the the job that I had just done. So he goes, you're going to remop the entire floor. So I was like, I know it looks like I'm bullshitting, but I'm hurting. Like, I was just like to the side. There's nothing worse. Well, your dad finding out he had chlamydia is probably pretty bad. But there's nothing worse than being a dad and, like, your kid half-assing something. But with your kid half-assing something and chlamydia, yeah, he didn't like you that day. All at once, yeah. Do you have a good relationship with him? Because your your life choices don't. I so. did. I did. Me and him were best friends until I was like 21. Okay. But like, as far as that goes, yeah, he was the one who told me to be a stripper. He's the one who like taught me to be like very independent. He's the one who like encouraged me being like dressing how I want. Told me one day that I was getting fat and I started working out that day. I was 14 and I like became a bodybuilder and then stopped bodybuilding. Like, dude, my dad like helped me with a lot of stuff, but my dad's also. Not a good dude. Not a good dude. You yeah. can look him up. Yeah. I, ben Wilson. I'm just going to tell you, uh, he doesn't he's sound good. Benjamin Barton Wilson. No, I don't. He's a, he's not a good person. Uh, obviously. But I was lied to about what he did. Oh. Yeah. You're a whole ass fucking episode by yourself. Oh. How old are you? 24. You're only 24? I'm about to be 25. Have you been to therapy How yet? many months away is December? Oh, you can't count. Yeah, it's three. Three. Well, you know what? I made a joke earlier. I didn't though, know what order. Because you're so you're so fun to be around, or whatever. Your name, the way you spell it, is stupid. This is my mom. Okay, so Thanks. this is what I had said earlier when we was riding around. Though, I was like, I don't think this girl's very. Smart. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what? You know how Oahu just burned down. So my name is spelled Hawaiian. So Josh Terry, Josh Terry caused the Oahu fire. I, I fucking like. wish I did. He's no, we're not. You should have heard the day. episode we listened to on the way here. I am golden. No. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> My name slide is. That or, slide that mic around till Skinny is back. Here. 
My name is supposed to be pronounced Kalei, but I'm so white that it, that would be offensive to any Hawaiian yeah, person. There's a lot of shit I do that's offensive. You should have hung out at Losers last night. Dude, no, so the that. joke I made earlier was like, you spelt your name wrong for so long because you couldn't color in the lines or whatever that it was like, fuck it, this is just how we're going to let her spell it the rest of her life. Because your name makes no sense when you spell it. Well, my mom did that to my sister, too. My what? sister what? Ashley is A-S-H-L-E-I. What's wrong with your mom? So, um, my dad Dads. met her. My dad met her at Taco Bell. I'm not joking. She was a manager of Taco Bell like in Tennessee, Taco Bell. and I was born in Sevierville, Tennessee. And he goes, he. I swear to God, he told me one day. He goes, I was 12. He goes, I just like white trash, real skinny, blonde, nothing. Let's nothing. be real. Them and fat girls fake got the best pussy anyway. So you just like, you got to play with it. My mom's stepmom and his other ex-wife all look like twins, like they look split triplets. There's triplets of you? No, 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 no. All <laughs> just her mom, her stepmom, and her. That's why her, no, her not dad me. likes her. I'm the, probably the thickest one of all of my like, family. I bet you a snicker. Dude, <laughs> you weren't kidding whenever you were like, Akon, we kind of got like. You keep saying Akon. I still don't know what the fuck no, that means. Oh, that's what I call my butthole because it's dark. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's what I said. No, that's wonderful. It's Someone, locked up. They're not going to let you out. Where's her 10? Where's her 10? Yeah. We're in pub, We're not in private. You okay. can do 10s. What's 10? All right, so here. He tells me I get out of hand. No, no. No, hold on, hold on. Got to tell it the right way because I've had to tell it on my show, on Outside the Round, and Trey Lewis. When everybody asks about who I give fuck about, Gypsy's one of my favorite fucking people. All right. So when I first got around Gypsy, I'm not used to being around. First off, she came to Nashville to record an episode with me. Like a day or two before, like one of our bigger shows at Live Oak. I hadn't first one. The first one. So like we hadn't been around each other yet. But she lives in her van. She does what the fuck she wants. So it's a nice ass van. Like she does. Like I, I literally love the life that this woman lives. Like she gets to be a free spirit and gets to just get to be her. She gets to do shit that none of us get to do. It's like she's always going to do something else. It's cool as fuck, right? So I invite her to Nashville to do the show. We do one show, just me and her, in this little fucking apartment, and I fall in love with this bitch. Like, she is the coolest fucker by the time we get on talking. But when I, I go when I go out, <laughs> what did you say? It was the fuck next you, night. I, I, no, I, I promise you, I probably tried. You definitely did, and I said no, Bitch, Josh. look at you. I was like, no. Like I, I told you. Amen, you amen. Up, you, I'm going to try my hey, luck tonight, Let's too. Let's cuddle, so. but I don't mean it in the bad way. You, you don't talk about the text I sent you last night. I still don't understand that fucking text. I don't know why, because I definitely meant bad things. But I'll tell you in a second. But so Gypsy started going everywhere with us. But like the first couple of times that she went somewhere with us, I know I get to have fun. I get to talk shit. And we can say whatever the fuck we want to on here, right? Because like when I distribute it, the people that are listening to it know what they're getting. In public, I'm a little bit different. Unless I'm on mushrooms like last night, and then I say some really fucking stupid shit. But you were really sweet last night to me. Was I? Yeah, you apologized for the first time that. I really didn't think you could read the first time I met you. You were, I couldn't. Like, I've, I've. I was so. I've learned so. Yeah, you're cool as fuck now, but really, I was like, I thought if we went to eat, I was going to eat you like a kids menu. No, like, no, no. like you was gonna get to color and scribble and shit while we was while the adults were having steak. <laughs> like anyway. So, like, Gypsy would say <laughs> shit, and she just wasn't used to being around us. She's, she's helped with every charity thing that I've done for Mission 22, uh, 
Project Canine Hero or Creative Vets. The Josh Ranch. Terry like, Foundation. I, I don't have one. No, that one's just so I get a vasectomy. Uh, you need to get that one. We oh should yeah. raise money for that. That is we our We really next. do. We do. do. We need, do. He's fucking. You don't need to prove. He is stays fucking. Anymore. Stay fucking. He stays fucking. I wish I fucked as much as all y'all thought I did. I'm so picky. But, Are you? yeah, I'm very picky. <laughs> Bitch, don't act. <laughs> Unless if, you if don't looks, want me to be. I feel like <laughs> if looks could fucking I mean, say we a million could, words. Because we right could now. change that real yeah. quick. But <laughs> Gypsy would say shit in public. Will could wear a dress. And it was just that she was not used to being around. In all fairness, us. there's no children around. There was no it was never any children around. Right. But she would say shit. And it's one thing for all here talking shit. But like in public, I do get embarrassed. But it's and I you, love it, embarrassing him. It's so much. Yeah, fun. and she does. So like she would say some shit and I'd be like, You're on a 10, Gypsy. Come the fuck down. Like I would like to be like I would like to be rich one day or whatever. And so that kind of kind of came a joke between us. But even the last time I ever had to say it to you was my birthday last year when we were in Panama. Yeah. That was it. That was that was when I jumped in the pool with a new guy that just came in to meet Macy. And I friggin' like I lost my glasses in the pool, so I just stripped down naked and jumped in the pool. And he, you came out and you're like, "Gypsy." Well, first off, I walked damn. outside and I saw a bush. Yeah, I and I have not bush. seen a bush. <sighs> I don't have one anymore. I had to shave it. What off. was it like? No shave ever? No, it was no shave for like two years. It was great. That's my therapy bush. That was your therapy bush. Yeah. Most you got people the burning grow roses. Bush. You got the no, burning no. Bush. I'm telling you, <laughs> the therapy. It bush. wasn't like. It wasn't even no, like it was a huge you started, ash bush. Yeah. It was a huge ash bush. Like it was a bush. It was bush. making me money. It was making me money. Now I shaved it off because I was like, "Fuck, numbers are down." So y'all gotta go subscribe because my numbers. Are I came out but in the pool that I we had in the off. backyard. What can you do? I exude, but I exude bush without bush. No, what the I'm fuck definitely does that mean? You said I look like I have a cup on. Do you see your crotch? That's what I'm saying. I exude bush. There, no, I'm telling I you, there is, I've never poof. looked at a woman and I knew that she didn't have hair down there more than looking at you right now. I like Look bush at that lot. thing. Well, sir. We what? all like bush light. What? Yes. Bush Do heavy. I like bush light? Bush light, bush it, heavy. It depends who's on the backside of it. Me. Oh, yeah, I definitely oh. like bush light. <laughs> I feel like this is going somewhere between you two. Like, I'm just saying. No. Oh. No, see, I just got shut down. It's okay. She don't know how charming I am yet. Give him, time. <laughs> Give him a minute. Uh, you'll definitely hate me, or you'll be like, you know what? That was a good decision. I got, I got well, contacted by Manscaped. Three minutes of your life. This definitely less. Had, Joshua um, Terry. Hold on, we got two people talking at one time. Yep. No, 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 you go. no, you go ahead. You haven't talked much, so go, bitch. What did you just say? I don't want to. You are supposed to. Are you gonna be one pump and a bear hug? One pump. Stand up real bear fast. Hug. Um, I'm like five two. I can probably get two. Two pumps and a bear hug. That's all we got. Thank you. I'm a snug. I, I will song. snuggle the shit <laughs> out of you, though. Um, let's let, let's read the last text that I have from Josh. This uh, is very funny. I showed it to y'all earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is um, stupid. Come this snuggle, is, and I don't mean that in a bad way. My last one is. I definitely meant it in a bad way. That's how I was a trickster. Was like, okay, so <laughs> my my first night meeting Josh, I did a podcast. I love this man dearly, and I've I known love him for you. Over I know exactly where this is going. I love him dearly now. He's like, I knew he was drunk. I left. I'm a bitch that goes to bed at nine o'clock. I like to go back to my van. I like to go to bed at nine. Sleepy, sleepy time. He messages me at eleven o'clock. He's like, "Come snuggle." I like to snuggle. And I was like, "I'm, I'll, I'll come snuggle, but I ain't fucking you." She did not. Because I'm, I'm that blunt. 
And he's like, no, you don't have to fuck. I'm like, no, seriously, I'm not going to fuck you. But if we want to snuggle, like, I'll come outside. I love up. snuggling. Like, outside. You don't have to, but I'm stronger than you. I'm like, I'll come outside. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's with... got to be outside. Yeah. So he had a little porch, <laughs> and we snuggled, and he danced with me and all that stuff. Aww. And then, and then, he's like, you sure you don't want to fuck? I was like, I'm positive, Josh. I love you. <laughs> but I, I love like, you so okay. much. This... But I wanted to value him as a friend because I could see a friendship with him like the first time I met him I was like Y'all, he's a cool ass dude like I don't I don't want to fuck this well up. like with me I like boundaries but I like being blunt with people I don't understand why more people aren't like if you want to fuck somebody tell them you want to fuck them you did say that yeah like if you just want to be friends but I was say like, you want to be you. friends if you I, want I more than that why the fuck friends. can't you say that yeah. what opposite and it's yeah. not that Josh isn't attractive he's opposite. a very attractive man it's just I want to have him in my life forever and I, I don't and keep people I'm glad that we're like that yeah. Let, let me tell you about the night I met Josh Terry. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> so I, I also asked him to snuggle. I was, yeah, he asked me to snuggle <laughs> too. And I had to tell him I didn't want to fuck him. That's nice. And uh, he first off, no. you didn't say no. <laughs> I got a scar to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I was play, I was living in Nashville. I, I lived in Nashville for about six years. And uh, I was playing for a guy. And uh, he. He got booked on this private party, and we all so the whole band went down, and 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 I was like, well, cool, it's it's a birthday, it's a private event, it's you know, hopefully it'll be pretty nice. We got down there, and they had like six sheets of plywood laid out in the yard, and it had trashy as fuck. And we set up, we set six, no, five guys up, full band, on these sheets of plywood in the yard, in the backyard, and ran extension cords out to the yard, and we played a full band show in this guy's backyard, and. And once we got done, we, we continued to drink. But Lee Tucker, Jesus Christ, that's how that all came to be. Lee Tucker called me up. He said, hey, you, you down in Georgia? I said, yeah, we over here. And where was that? Cochran? Uh, Eastman. Eastman. It's Eastman. I, I, said, I, Eastman I said, I'm actually in Eastman playing a, playing a gig with, uh, with Nate. And he said, uh, he said, well, where is it? You care for me and Andy Bohan and ride over? I said, I'm sure it'll be fine. There's Mr. a pile Andy. of people here anyway. So I gave him the address, and he showed up, and the rest is history. They set out bromancing in the yard till. <laughs> I ain't never met somebody that you were supposed to meet more in your life God than I met Lee. the fucking Lee Tucker. I never, I had no idea that that was going to lead to. You guys are two peas in pot. Yeah. Tyler's not going to tell this part of the story, so I will. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so, first off, that was a great fucking night because I don't know if you realize it. That is a night. Not only did I meet you, met Nate Kenyon, yep. who's one of my babies. Uh, if he'll text back or call, right. Right he's a little shady here and there. Yeah, but he's he's good dude. He's a good dude. Like he he he, he is so yeah. He's a good. He's dude. got a heart of gold. He does. Riley Lowry played with y'all that yes. night. <laughs> I got yep. to meet fucking Riley for the first time. Yep. And I don't know who else would have been with y'all. So you would have been on lead. Riley, Riley was on guitar, on, and then there was the bass player. I have no idea drummer, who that would have been. And they're they're both gone. Yeah, I don't. Was Yarbrough playing drums? No, no, no. It was a guy it, named whoever Randy it is. Key, but he was out of so Savannah. we get so fucked up this night, right? And like these boys, I've already told them like, hey, stay at the house, all this kind of shit or whatever. And we stay <laughs> up all night, and we're fucking partying, partying, and Tyler. 
We take him into the bedroom. No, 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 no. That was a different night. I played. That was a New Year's party. I come and play. Oh, that was that was Jaeger. Yeah, I played in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Well, that night was fucking great. But this one's even better. <laughs> what I'm talking about with him. I knew this was going to come out. If we we put talk. him in one of the bedrooms. Like I had like a five bedroom house. Every other uh, extra rooms had like a bedroom, whatever. So we put Tyler in one it. One of the drunkest times I've ever been oh, in my Jesus whole life. Jesus fucking Christ, were you <laughs> bad? So bad. we're sitting there, we're having a great fucking time, and all this kind of shit. Tyler finally like, I mean, I gotta go to bed. So we take him into the bedroom. The rest of us sitting in the living room watching TV, trying to like go down. Like we're all trying to chill at the fucking end of the night. Sun's about to come up, and all of a sudden we start hearing knocking at the door, and we're fucked up. And we're like, "Why the fuck is someone knocking at Who'd the door?" Who do we leave outside? Yeah, like who do we leave outside? So we go look at the front door. There's nobody at the front door. So we're like, "Damn, maybe it was my dog or something or whatever." And then you hear the dog's knocking. You hear it again. So you're like, okay, maybe I need to go I need to go check the back door. Denial. So we go check the back door. There's nobody at the front or the fucking back. So then you hear it again. You hear the fucking knocking. And we realize well, this shit's coming from in the house. Why is somebody knocking at shit in the fucking house? He was in the bedroom. He was in the fucking bedroom. He was so shit-faced. I had to take a piss. I had to go to the bathroom, and I couldn't figure it out. He was so shit-faced. He did not know how to get out of the fucking bedroom. So he was knocking on the fucking door thinking he was going in someone's house. It was it, Y'all I'm, concealed that yeah, was, so good just now in conversation because normally I'm very good at seeing what something's leading up to. Hell, it was dark outside. It was dark in the room. I couldn't figure out the so difference. Well, good. I don't keep beds in my yard, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. By the way, Hi, Avery Willis just joined us. I was, I was so excited. So, I was like, Avery! I'm here. Thank I'm you here. very much. I'm here. And shout out to Seth Baysmore with Down Yonder Hat Co. Yeah. Being a sponsor Ooh. on the show. But also, I just got a pair of Dakotas that just got put on my uh, table from Mr. Seth Baysmore, who works there, too. He's working. He you get off in about an Did hour. Did I say it right? Dakotas. It's a new what brand. It, it's D-E-C-O-V-A-S. Bitch, I don't know spellings. Your strong point, darling. What did you say? Yeah, he'll be there tomorrow, and I think he's going to come meet up with us in a little while. So. Yeah, bring Who's him that? On. Yeah, have you met Seth Baysmore yet? I hadn't met him. Remember, you gave us the hats yeah, last year. He looks just like me, except for short hair. That makes sense. That's no, I'm beard. Uh, that too. Oh, yeah. oh, let's. I'm quite an asshole. Let's so. do this real fast. Now I'm thinking about it because you know it's my birthday week, and I just like oh, shit being about me sometimes. <laughs> Gypsy's told how me and her met. Tyler's told how me and her. Met Her me man. and him. God damn, I am drunk. Golly. Me and him met to start off with. I've known you longer than I've known David and Will, right? Somewhere but in there. If you don't get bitch, Some, I don't like you don't know how a microphone works. It's a contest. I do know how a microphone works. I just how did me and you first meet? Hmm. Oh. Oh, we were playing. I like how no. that starts Josh, off. Oh. No. <laughs> Josh is like, I want to hear how, how, you, our, how you viewed me. Like, what happened? Yeah. Tell me. One of our very <laughs> Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, tell me the story. Do you remember? Remember, Correct. so Riley, Eric, and yeah. Elijah come to your podcast. That's right. You come to the Blue Room show two nights later. We talked about this yesterday. And that's where that's we the first met. Time that we was which, the first time we met. Which, we kind of talked and like we kind of knew of each other, yeah. but never really had officially met until that point in time. Okay. Which Blue Room show was it? It was on. It was Elijah Borders Blue Room show. It was okay. Yeah. We, it was like 2020 or 2019 somewhere yeah. in there. So it was. That was when I first officially met Josh. 
Blue it's Room's in space for us. Fire. Yeah. It's it, it's really it's really good time. Yeah. I think that I think that was is that the first time? Met. I think it was the first time we met. If we met before that was a blurred incident. That's usually how people and me meet. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm just I, gonna be honest. Shout out to Ryan Nelson. I have met him 37 fucking times, and this will be the first trip when we go to Florida this week that I've actually been around him sober. How's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. I, know him. To, I, I just know. I'm just so excited to fucking be around him oh, yeah. and us be sober for a few minutes because I like his music so he's fucking a, much. He's a good dude. I love he Ryan. is a he, he's a good dude. What I couldn't get out of it. Dave, how would we mean you meet? Um, old Chuck, Chuck Hutchison brought me over to uh, Cochran. I think it was like the day after y'all had bought the studio. Yeah, because you are Dave was our second show I ever did. We stopped by like like lunchtime, yeah. one o'clock in the afternoon, and just stopped by and picked songs. And then a couple of days later, I think I came back and did the uh, show with my buddy Hunter. He was so cool, boy. We got yeah, he's fucked up in the old room. See, I studio. don't remember anything from that show. I remember last <laughs> week we were here, and you were like, you know, I went back and listened to that second episode. My first thought was, oh God. First off, I, have never I know I told you that, to but it. I skipped through. What so? Everything like has to progress. Like everything's got to get better when you start doing. Like you don't know the flaws or how you're gonna fuck up or whatever. What? So like those first couple episodes, they're really good and they're really raw. But the oh, audio raw. quality on it or whatever, <laughs> because I didn't know to turn one goddamn thing down. It's got like some badass background noise. That audio quality is raw but dry. Yeah, you know, it's very. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it fucking smells like gin when you listen to it <laughs> through the fucking radio. It is rough. Gin and blue palm oils. But it, it those are like. like even, even the first episode I ever did. Damn. Uh, I did it with it, when I first opened the studio. I had this thing. They were called the Raising Grace Girls. Oh, yeah. I hired three girls, and I picked them very like strategically or whatever and i wanted the first show i ever did to be about like their struggles about women's struggles or just like anybody's mental health struggles because that's what the show has always been about it's like hey you can come have fun you can bullshit you can do all this stuff but maybe somewhere along the lines of laughing you learn something or it helps you like knowing that you're not the only person that's fucked up like other yeah. people are connected with you sure so like those girls They'll always be special to me, but if you go back and listen to that episode, I really wish I could go and I could fix the audio on it and really put it out because these girls were in a room fucking crying. Like four or five of them, and they're letting out being raped as a oh, kid. I do remember that. Oh. Like, I do remember that. Talking about men treating them like shit and all this kind of stuff. But like it was, it was fucking powerful. Like I know I can sit here and bullshit. I can talk shit to a woman all day long. But anybody that's around us is going to be respected. And that's part of the fucking reason with me. is like when you start hearing that type of shit. I've seen you raise fists over that. Uh, you've been in that. Texas with me, baby. That's right. We saw this, there was this girl, and I don't care if y'all don't like her or whatever, if you're listening to this right now. Kylie Strickland was cool to me. She was. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. She was fucking cool to me. I know she did some dumb shit on social media and banned from that it. That was my favorite episode I've done with you. It's the one we did with them. That is you no did longer. one with Kylie, too? Yeah, I think it's, it's been deleted, hasn't it? No. No. I didn't. Well, then I'm no, still I, had, I had a lot of people when Kylie got in trouble for the stupid shit it she did. It was her and that other girl from Michigan, I believe. Uh, Not to put too much of shit, but it's public record now. She was on live, and she was drunk, and there were some teenage boys in a pool with her, and she flashed them her titties. 
And when she did, people lost their fucking minds. And it, yeah. I'm not saying it's right to expose yourself to children. Not a, absolute, no. absolutely not. Right. But I think still with her, and if anybody How gets mad they? at me, they're 13 or 14. 13 or 14. And I, then I'm not even going to say that. That's right. I know they were... They were not they were in young. high school. They were not of age. Yeah, they were. They were not of. Yeah, but that is that is important. Like the like they, not in high school. They were, I understand where that was a little bit. But more yeah, they were teens. But but Kylie, yeah, she didn't do it in a way that I am trying to get these thirteen-year-old boys to fuck me. Right. Like it well, wasn't that. It was. It's it's more so like the uh, the moral. But, right. Yeah, I can, I can it. see it's, both sides of the argument. Me yeah. knowing her, I have a problem with the much hate as she caught because I know she didn't do it in the way that it, that everybody tried to spin it into. Still, you don't fucking do I've it. Seen, in that I've seen people very drunk, like girls that can't handle themselves well when they're drunk, and I can see me knowing someone that could do something like that yeah. when they're drunk, and it's it's more so like a... I can't comprehend, and you won't be able to comprehend, yeah. no one, but it's also like a, I've seen other people that yeah. I respect act ways she, that I'm like, I would have never, had I met you like this, I'd have never been your friend, and then, but good thing I knew them before that. Yeah, I, That's I've, not who they are. That was a thing, that's like, I've known, I've known her since I started the studio. Like, she was the first probably big guest that we had come on that had a big social media following, and she has always... We got into some beef, like, one fucking time over some dumb shit. Besides that, she's always been fucking cool to me. Your tits got bigger than hers faster. No, she had big tits. Yeah, she did. She had some big tits. <laughs> she did. And she, and she was cool. I mean, she, she really was. But What's we, her name But Texas. Kylie Strickland. But we got to Texas, right? So me... What the fuck are you doing? Me and Tyler... And her and Kate Stinson's badass. Yep. This bitch look like an elf. And I don't even remember her fucking name. Um, and there was was that just us? Was this yeah. five of us? Yeah. This boy knocked the fuck out of her in a bar? No. She she can't have social media. She's literally banned from social what media. The fuck? It's part of the court order How? with her. Like it's she got in a lot of fucking trouble. Like she caught a fucking felony yeah. because of it. Like it's it's it bad. bad. It was Wait. Bad. It was yeah, bad. I mean, it's like it was How on fucking fuck? USA Today and shit. Because yeah. people, people disliked her so much. So, like, you got OnlyFans, right? Yeah. Okay, so she did too. She made a shit ton of fucking money oh. off OnlyFans. And then she did that? And, like, and then she did that. And Jesus. people took that as a way to where, like, oh, this is a bad thing that she did. I'm not ever going to play down that it was a bad thing that she did. A stupid fucking moment in her life. But they took that and they took it as this bitch is making all kind of fucking money and she gets to do what she wants for a living and, I'd, and I've got to get up and work a nine to five for minimum wage and I'm miserable. Upset, they yeah. sent it to fucking law enforcement. Yeah. I mean, it took it to where it was a fucking well, she was, big She was deal. one of those that like, people love to hate anyway. Justice yeah. doesn't happen as yeah. much. No, it was, like it was and like, it's hard for me to say it wasn't fair because she did expose herself to children. Yeah, no, but it but I, it wasn't it's still to this day for me I feel bad for her because I know she's a good person inside but once you start making all that money and you get all this notoriety on social media yeah. you kind of lose yourself a little bit I, feel, I mean it, it, you do I feel bad for like um not as knowledgeable people like so her being banned on social media and everything like that sucks because as far as people who are more knowledgeable 
about stuff like that or have more ties in with people who are to do with the law or like anything with the justice system, like it makes zero sense to me why someone like her can't have her social media or that she got as much backlash lash as she did. I get it. Social media can blow up whatever they well, want, but. Well, it was even like I had a guy on the show, and I, I, I want all of y'all to go listen to this if y'all haven't yet. I had a guy on the show last week called, his name's Danny Collins. He was a professional baseball player. He got strung out on drugs really bad. When he got his signing bonus, he went off the deep end, like as a kid, which I would have fucked. I say all the time, I would have been Johnny Menzel. I would have fucked and did drugs to, I couldn't play sports no more if you gave me that much money as a fucking 20-year-old. Yeah. And Danny ended up having to go to prison. He ended up having to join a gang in prison, a white power gang. And now when you listen to him, he has completely changed his life around to where like the worst things in his life made him the good person that he is now because he got a second chance. I hope Kylie or anybody gets a second chance. I feel like that's not like a thing though. Well, that, you gotta like, have, you gotta have she grace. wasn't like affecting herself every day, like flashing kids every day and like finding a 13 she year wasn't old. She a just Catholic had to do night. it. Like his, his was a drug thing. Hers, what, if hers we can for, like, if we can, no, like shit, if we can forgive a Catholic priest, I ain't but forgiving them. Exactly, but that's <laughs> but, that's what I'm saying is with yeah. with this guy, like him yeah. turning his life around. She's not a case where she she needs to be rehabilitated. Yeah. It's like no, she's fucking drunk she did and didn't stupid. think about her her decision. Yeah, well, that's that's and also something. and also too, what's crazy? Neither did my people, uncle. Pe I'm joking. Bitch, come it was on a now. Joke. Like, we yeah, broke that yeah, last right. week. It's fine. No. I'm just salty. So like. What Tyler was talking about, though, and people don't even take this into consideration. No, you got to laugh. Just a few, just a few. No, we, we rape's not funny. Uh, what? <laughs> nothing. I don't know what you were talking about the with your uncle. Does it. It's scarier. It's, it's like peekaboo. Um, <laughs> so, like, a couple months even earlier with her that, though, <laughs> me and all of us were in Texas together, and the guy that she was dating not only had beat the shit out of her leading up to this, she finally opens up to us about it while we're in Texas on a road trip recording episodes and everything, like having a good time. Dude does it in a bar. Like, in front of me and fucking Tyler in a bar. And I think Tyler separated them. And then one went outside, and I went outside to talk to the dude. So you, you went outside, and I was, I was with the videographer and Kate. And I said, that's what the, that's what the elf was, the videographer. I said, I was trying to figure out who the fuck and they, was. And they kind of were looking. They were like, what the hell just happened? Because they didn't see it. I said, I'm going outside. We'd already called it Uber. I said, I'm going outside. I'm going to check, make sure everything's all right. And we walked outside, and Josh and her and the guy were no longer in sight. And I saw Josh disappearing around the corner up there at the, at the, the intersection. And I looked at them. I said, y'all stay here. And I come walking up there, and about the time I come around the corner, I see this guy bow up, and, and he uppercut Josh up, up under the chin right there. And I seen Josh's head fly back, and as soon as he did, I heard pop, 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 pop. I said, oh, shit. And I ran across the road, and about the time I could get there, Josh had him against the wall and was reared back like that. And I got him, and I pushed him back. I said, that's enough. Because I could just see somebody calling the cops or something like that. And old boy was bleeding from his mouth and his nose and everything. And I said, I said Josh, it's time to go. And we, we, we went back across oh. the road, and the Uber pulled up, and the girls were sitting there going, what They're the hell just happened? I said, get in the 
fucking Uber and let's go. And we we tore out. So this this dude, he thought he could fucking hit a woman. But then when I got a hold of him, he it was no. It was, he, he changed his tune. He wouldn't even yeah. talk. <laughs> he wouldn't even say anything. I don't have, I have no respect for that shit. No. No, I mean. In the end, like, but. hold on for you walk away. You remember if this dude ever gets out of jail, I don't think he's ever getting out of jail. I, I think I, I think he caught like because he even went to old girl's house like a couple months later. I hope they keep him and, for a good long time and beat the fucking brakes off of her like bad, like really fucking bad. Yeah. So he's in jail for like a long motherfucking time, long fucking time. But what really got me the maddest that night, Kate Stinson, if you hear this, he, I fucking love you. Yeah. I love you to death. I do. And I'd come to Texas right now if you or your boyfriend Ryan needed me. Kate Simpson is one of my favorite fucking people. She's good people. In, in this fucking world. Thank you. This dude. And look, don't think I ain't committed to racism. I've made a joke. Y'all heard me at Losers last night. I'm still thinking that a whole goddamn continent over in Asia is going to be mad at me. But, like, I say shit playing around. Like, I don't say it in a hateful fucking way. I've never, ever said anything in a racist way to where it was hateful. This Man, dude, the it. way he talked that to fucking Kate that night because she's an African-American woman, I'm telling you, if he would, this dude That's ran. That's why I had to get you again. He ran from me. <laughs> I had to get Josh by the collar and say, no, nah, come on, it's time This to dude started running down the fucking road. He would not in get Fort Worth, he, Texas. You ever seen somebody that's like, I'm going to boot your fucking ass, but they keep running backwards? <laughs> yes. That's all he would do. He I hollered bet you over. Have. He, he hollered over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, you yeah. <laughs> and then what was cool, what was cool too, is like Kate. This is also like kind of where I changed my mind on certain things. Kate was like, I'm used to it. It fucking sucks that you get fucking people like him that want to just, yeah. just fucking be racist and be a fucking dickhead. Like, but it's like, she was like, I'm used to it. He was just and mad. that kind of broke my fucking heart that she was just like. Well, you know why it was. He was just mad because he got his ass beat. He had to take it out I on somebody. Beat the fuck out of him, boy. Yeah, he did. Quick. Real these, quick. I'm telling you, these hands, they, they meant for something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It ain't hard work because I don't fucking want to do manual labor. <laughs> I just don't, like, and I know I've told a story a thousand times on the show, but, like, I grew up in a house with domestic violence. Sure. Like, and it wasn't one way or the other. My mom was just as rough as my dad was. And I have such a hard time now. Like, don't get me wrong. If you were to come on to me and you wanted to sleep with me, I'd sleep with you. Like, seriously. Thank you. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> just please invite me. Um, but, like, if we're just friends or we're anything like that, like, I'm never going to be the guy that gets aggressive about it. Like, if you don't want me or you don't see me that way, I've never been the guy that gets fucking butthurt about it. Thank you. And when you see fucking men, or even women, because I've seen the opposite side too. Like, I've seen, I've seen crazy fucking bitches do the same thing. It puts me in a, a space to where it's like, I'm not taking up for my mom or my dad in that situation, but I'm taking up for the fucking person. Like, I feel like Absolutely. you, I, you'll probably be the first one to say, I don't need no fucking man. Like, yeah, no. You, yeah, okay. No, I'm a romantic. No. Yeah, but it ought to be like somebody there that's got your fucking back. And I honestly, in my head, it's like, I know Gracie, you got a daughter. I think you got a daughter too, Avery. I know, I know both of y'all do. Like, I know that it's going to come a day that my daughter is going to need someone in her corner. 
if I don't treat women the way that I want my daughter treated, I'm literally asking for somebody yep. to take advantage or beat my daughter or be fucking ugly to it. Yep. I believe in karma. And I, I don't I don't want to fuck go down the road. So I try to, I, I'm overboard with it. No, if I see right. a man being ugly to you, right. I, I will I will I probably step on some toes sometimes. Right. It's not right. It's the, it's the um, men who are so insecure they don't know how right. to handle getting their pride hit. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like men like us, we can, we can right. take a hit to the pride wow. and we can walk yeah. away from it. Some of them just cannot because they're already so questioning their own pride. Yeah. My, my own dad, the one like best friend, we were best friends until I was 21, um, same type of deal, like very protective but not in the way like wouldn't get mad at guys. Yeah. He would teach me what a guy was doing to me, and he would tell me. He would be like, Kaylee, and I remember I was like, my first real heartbreak I had, I was in middle school, or high school, freshman, and this guy goes, um, this guy broke my heart, and uh, my dad goes, he's cheating on you. He's doing this, and he goes, he goes, uh, he's, he's cheating on you with someone. That's why he did this, and I didn't believe him, and he goes, Go through his phone. I went through this boy's phone and Snapchat. I haven't had Snapchat since that day, freshman year of high school. Never have had Snapchat since then. Um, went through his Snapchat and he went, yeah, he went roller skating. I fucking love rollers. He would never go with me. All right? This motherfucker went the to The way you just looked at me when you said you like roller skating, bitch, you like roller skating. I am so mother- What the fuck? I am- you said that like I like pussy. I'm like so- you. I'm telling you, I'm I don't. I'm so fucking good at it. Bitch, you make me want to roller skate. No, yeah, you should. You want to so, what? It's so like invig- It's so invigorating. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. Anyways, but he went roller skating at her dad's roller skate rink. My dad don't got a fucking roller skate rink, so I'm like, they had hard eyes in their message, everything. Anyways, my dad was right, and ever since then, my dad was like very honest. He was always honest with me about how guys are. So instead of getting mad at the guys, yeah. he would meet these guys because that was his rule. If you want to take me on a date, you got to meet me first. No matter who you are, it didn't matter. Like, and he's hilarious, whatever, but like, he for real would meet them. And then after the date, he would go, this guy did blah, blah, blah. Or like, I would tell him something like context clues, and he would be very like, and it is very adult. Like, I understand those things now, but at that time, I'm probably like 16, and he's like, and he's like, yeah, no, that guy definitely has a, a girlfriend already and used you for sex just now. It is, And I was like, what? It is so stupid that you're talking about this. It's crazy. Insane. Like, this past week, Gracie, if you hear this, you're going to just get mad. So, Gracie, my daughter, will be 12 this month, right? She's my best fucking friend. I love her. She's the coolest goddamn kid you could ever meet. Like, she's perfect. And she had this little boy. She's in sixth grade. He's in eighth grade little bastard starts like texting her first thing oh my my child god i hope she just stays this way but we're sitting there we're watching back to the future because we're fucking nerds and the dude sends her a picture first day that he's had her number and the dude's sitting there he's in a mirror and like little fuckers ripped and not everything like he's in a mirror he's got not shaggy hair and all this kind of sounds stuff. like a douchebag to me already already but you're a fucking eight. You're in eighth grade, whatever. So Gracie shows me, and she's like, "I don't know what the fuck to say." I, I thought it was so cool that my kid was like, 
hey, uh, this is inappropriate. I don't know how inappropriate this is. I'm going to show you, Dad. Loved her. I love the fact that she did that right then because yeah. it shows just like how innocent and sweet she is. So no, she trusts you. That's yeah, she not, does. It's not about innocence. Like yeah. my, oh, whenever she starts to do like yeah. bad shit, I'm sure you make her feel comfortable enough that she's going to well, come to you and be like, we, Dad, I'm we, I'm having drinks on the beach right now yeah. with my friends, like I did with me, my dad. My dad would be like, Don't tell me shit like that because then I can't. Defend I literally you. say, Don't tell me shit. So, me, me and her mom have a me and her mom have a rule. Gracie is a middle school softball player. She's in beta club. She's in gifted. She's like top two in her class. Like she's the fucking perfect kid. Like she gets Bible verses sent to her phone every day. Like she's literally, you can't get much better than my kid, right? Like she's fucking perfect, right? And we have a rule, and I've made it clear to her mom. Me and her mom, we're not together. We haven't been together a long time, but we agree on this. Until she fucks up, we're not going to treat her like she's ever fucked up. Like, until she does something to yeah. give us an excuse, we're not going to treat her like that. Like, what, what do you think about... I'm so sorry. I'm no, you're good. Uh, yes. What do you think about... Because um, my dad came to me when I was like 12 yeah. and said, hey, when you start having sex, let me know. I did not let him... I, you know, me and him were best friends. I told yeah. him a lot of shit. Like, when I first drank everything, and he was like, please, hey, keep some things from me. Yeah. But he came to me forthright and was like, when you start having sex, let me know. I was 12. He was like, when you start having sex, let me know, because we're going to get you on birth control. Mm-hmm. He finds, well, when I was 14, he goes, hey, Kaylee, we're going to, I have got you an appointment at this clinic. Um, we're going to get you on birth control now, because, like, if it's not right now that you're having sex, it's probably going to be soon. I just want to make sure you're good. And so he takes me in, and in front of the doctor on the sheet, I didn't know he was going to ask, are you sexually active? And I thought, if I lie, they're going to know. Like, if they just look at me down there, they're going to know. But I, I tore my hymen when I was, like, eight, mm-hmm. falling off a bicycle. So, anyways, um, the fucking doctor asked that, and I said yes. And I remember whenever the doctor goes, so you are sexually active and looks at my dad. And my dad was like, heartbroken that I didn't tell him that like yeah dad I didn't tell you I got fucked at 14 I'm sorry like you have to stop looking me in the eyes when you put like a like talking, when you like go but I'm asking you hard like, on a word wh- when do you think look and I, what I, do you I have think? a I have a rule if anybody's ever listened to the show you come in this world alone you leave this world alone it is your job like my my life thing is you're supposed to make yourself as happy as possible, right? Absolutely. Okay. I want, if that happens, mm-hmm. I want my child to be so comfortable with me mm-hmm. that she can tell me. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not ready. I'll never be ready for it. She could be 30 years old. Well, I wouldn't be ready for it. That's the reason that maybe she won't tell you, but I want you to remember that, like, maybe in the future, well, because my dad yeah. and me were as close and probably, like, even closer, because yeah. like I'm telling you right now, I told my dad whenever a boyfriend was not eating me yeah. out, and he was like, "You dump him, you gotta dump him." He don't. Your eat dad you was out. right. You should have kept it, some for shit real, to yourself. My dad was like, <laughs> my dad was like, "Oh, oh pussy, pussy, beautiful, they're fucking like." And I, what the fuck would he say? My dad was okay. Like, and when I tell you, there's such a borderline weirdness with it. Like, he was never anything weird to me, but yeah. he is a registered sex offender. Jesus Christ, let's skip over that. That's what, like, when I was 21, 
I didn't find out what he actually did, and he lied all the way up till then, and my whole family did. I found out later that everyone else knew, not my siblings, but everyone else, like, adult-wise, my grandparents, everything, knew except for me. Like, except for the kids. We didn't know what he had actually done. So... That's why when I say my dad's a fucking bad dude, he's yeah. a bad dude. Sounds like, like it. Bad dude. Like, cool cool as in, like, we were best friends until I was 21. But when I found out, I dropped it like that. Like, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't approve of anything. Yeah, I don't blame like you. That. Like, I've made mistakes in my life, but I'm not a sex offender. For you to try to defend, like, someone that had, like, sexual abuse, and then you are a sexual abuser, mm-hmm. you can fuck right off. Oh, absolutely. Don't uh, defend me. Like, I don't. You can one thing, and like I not defend the girl that you not to throw your dad like under the bus or anything, but like I do don't. It. There's like one crime that I just don't think you ever come back from. If you are a sex offender and you've hurt kids or you've done whatever, like they even all be killed. Yeah, they you, all be killed. I've never, I've never heard the other side of that. I've never heard the. Oh, I'm doing so much better now. I don't, I don't want to do whatever. No, I've never it's heard denial. that. It's denial. It's complete. Like, no, yeah. she's lying. There's a lot. It's lies. It's what? Like, it's yeah. never. It's never. Oh no, yeah, I did that. But like now, like, I actually do see where that's wrong. It's like no, you were just born with something wrong up there. Yeah. Cool, but we gotta kill you now. Sorry. Oh, I'm I'm hundred percent with you. We gotta stone you in front of the city. All right. You know what? Everyone's I've got about a hundred percent more respect for you after doing this. I thought when you started talking earlier, I was like, "God damn it!" Like, shit, we should have got this bitch like a fucking Dr. Seuss book to read or something. Like, no, like, I, I didn't think it's no, like you been. But that's also too like one of the things I love doing with shows is people don't know the person. The reason that my show's different. And the reason it's got to be whatever is like, I like the why. I want to know why you are the way you are. And I want the people that listen to you, that follow you, that watch your videos or whatever, I want them to know who you are. Why you have got nothing that aggravates me more than somebody being like, uh, I believe in this. And it's just be, they always say, because I said so. No, I, that, that's not good enough for me. I want to know why. So, like, even with you, like, there's a lot more to you. Like, there's a lot more than just the cover of the book. Yeah. No. That's what. That's what's, like, cool about everyone. But, like, yeah. Uh, as far as, like, pretty people goes, uh, air quotes, pretty people goes, like, society-wise, whenever you do have, like, more to you, because there are blank people. Yeah. There are vanilla people. But, yeah. No. I And I do get what you mean, because there is a stigma with that. Yeah. So, I do appreciate that. You're way cooler. Dusty, are you a blank person, or do you have a lot of trauma, too? Oh, trauma bonding. You know... Trauma bonding. That's exactly what we do on this fucking show. That's what makes it what it is. What, uh... We normalize trauma. What story do you want to hear? I don't know. I want to know why you're in Nashville. Well, um... Bob wire and titties. That's what you told me earlier. For real. That's what she told me. it was really cool. If, if it goes all the way around, it's real. She did. Go. She means it. There's she a guy. Fuck you, Hunter Jones, if you're listening to this. I love you very much. Hunter Jones tried to get that tattoo. He is like, he's a bigger boy like me. 
Hunter could only stand like there's like six inches right yes. here on the inside of his arm. He yeah. could not get done. When they started doing it, he's like, I don't do it. So my favorite thing when I go to the bar, like especially back home in Alabama, and I'll I'll spot people with the barbed wire on. Yeah. And they'll come up and be like, Oh, I saw your barbed wire, blah blah blah. And I'm like, Yeah, does yours go all the way around? And they're like, no. And I'm like, mine does, because I'm not a fucking bitch. And they're like, oh, okay. I got the whole, I got a, I got a, for music, I got a treble clef down the back of this arm and a bass clef under yeah, here. Yeah, no. <laughs> and uh, when, the, when the tattoo guy was doing my outline, he was doing the curve around right here. Mm -hmm. And he hit that, that center part between your muscles right there, and my arm went, Oop. I said, what Fuck the you hell guys. was that? He does said, any, that's just a nerve, it's fine. Does anybody have right here? Like no. the, the neck? No, my hypocrisy goes oh, on so far. Lip. You do. You got your lip tattooed? Yeah. Wow. It says it. reckless. It says reckless? Mm -hmm. should say easy. Uh, Why do you no, have... No, it shouldn't. You have a fucking Dang. lip tattoo. Yeah, reckless without the E. Like, <laughs> Hold on, what? <laughs> <laughs> you have a tattoo that says reckless without the E? Yeah, like young and reckless. So what's it? The brand? I don't know what that is. What is that? The skating brand. Yeah. Bitch, does it look like I have a skateboard? I don't know. You just want to start rollerblading a while ago. Oh, well. I played fucking skateboard, too. Now that you're fucking, now that you bring it up. Josh is about to be the next Tony Hawks. God damn. And teach an old dog. Yeah, let's go back to your trauma. My trauma. Um, yeah. I used to live in Nashville when I was 20. I was drunk. It was actually Valentine's Day. No. That's exactly was, uh, what the fuck I was about to say. No, it was Valentine's Day, actually, and I got really fucked up. Snuck into the Fleetwood Mac concert oh, in Birmingham. Oh, fuck it, Stevie. Yes, Snuck mm -hmm. into it. Like, I, can't, I, I don't even know how I got... I don't even know how I pulled that off. Titties. It, I didn't mm -hmm. have them then. You didn't have... No. Bitch, you're still bad. You got a fat well, ass. I mean, anyways. Um, and you're short. Oh, that's I applied to this job in Nashville. Yeah. They called me. They were like, hey, can you come in for an interview? And I was like, well, I'm three hours away, so yeah, I'm, I'll be there. Drive all the way up here, get the job, move here. I was scared, so I moved back home. And now I'm 25. I'm back up here. That's why. Because I, I love Nashville. love Tennessee. Oh, love yeah. everything about it. I wouldn't want to live here. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't well, get okay, mad so, at anybody that wants to, but I couldn't. So now that I'm here, I'm like, I definitely don't fit in yeah. at all because I mean, I'm in the gulch. I'm, what does that mean? How do you not fit in? Uh, the barbed wire. The what? Well, I'm like from the sticks. So the like, barbed wire? Yes. I, everybody looks at me and they're like, who the fuck let you, this redneck in here? You, you got to stop like, letting <laughs> the barbed wire run your life. So that but, the way you say that, though, that was one of my biggest problems when I first started fucking coming up here was I knew I had something good going, but I didn't feel like I fit in right. with anybody. Yes. But then I realized, but then I realized the people who don't fit in are the happy ones. Right. Like the people who don't have to get along, like the ones that are different, those are the fucking. This is a town of creative people and artists. That's why I'm right. like, yeah, why like, does it? Why is everybody mad at me? Like, why? Nobody's mad look, at you. Nobody's well, mad at me, but like, why do they look down? Well, because they're not. They don't have the. They don't have the balls to be authentic. Right. 
Yeah, they're yeah. also they're yeah, also not that. as hot. It, go ahead. Say, the whole thing with that is it, it goes with everything else with anything in life. It's nobody is different. It's no different than any four of us walking in a room and going walking in and carrying ourselves and keeping our heads high because you carry yourself different than other people and go, why is she different than me? Because you actually take pride in who you are yeah. and you know who you are. That's the difference. You're not trying to fit the yeah. mold. You're, yeah, you're, exactly. not, you're not a fucking square peg trying to go into a round hole. Like everybody, everybody else here is trying to fucking make themselves feel like the person next to them. The people that I've been around, and I know there's a lot of other fucking people, but the people that I've been around that have succeeded in music or in entertainment are always so fucking unique that you think that they're weird. Yes. They, they literally march by their own fucking drum. I didn't. I've been coming here for three years. Yeah. Longer than you've been coming up here. Yeah. I, I came up here by myself. I didn't yeah, know fuck a you, single yeah. soul up here. I came up here by myself. I wandered Broadway by myself. I yeah. wandered Music Road by myself. And for a year and a half, two years of that, I felt the same way you were feeling. I didn't have any friends up here. So my first thought was, why, why does everybody look down on me? Do they know that I'm not from here just by looking at me? And they That's automatically assume that I don't belong. I'm going to tell you all right now. You're going to feel that no matter where you go. No, you're not. Because you, guys, no, you get over it. We'll it see. doesn't matter where you okay, go. Good. You're going to feel it. Well, no, hold on. Because I'm the old guy. Because I'm the old guy. I agree with you right now that you feel that way. But eventually, you get to the point to where when you go somewhere, you're so happy to be you that you understand that if people don't like you, they're not going to be in your circle. They're not going to be your friends. You don't give a fuck. Like the people, there's a whole lot of people. There's not anything about Gypsy and me that makes sense about being big brother or little sister or whatever. There's nothing. Like if you put us on paper as less loving each other, there is nothing that makes fucking sense. But it fucking fits so goddamn well, well with us, right? Like there's a lot of people. But you also have to understand that like I, you and I both, this is the one commonality that we both have now is neither of us give a flying fuck if anybody really likes the, us. The best day of your life is when you really say, you I really don't give a fuck anymore about like anybody else's opinion and you fucking mean it. Yep. And you just well, let go of what other people's well, opinions all of you are. If they're not feeding you, fucking you or financing you. Fuck their opinion. Well, it's well, not, it's not even that. It's, it is. It uh, literally is. So growing up, I had very bad depression. I did not know. Did for for y'all that don't know, like half this show is about mental health shit, right? So I went through a suicide attempt back in 2010. It's the yep. best and worst day of my life because I found out who the fuck I was. I found out what I was dealing with. Like I had to deal with it. And now like, but also I think the good Lord put me in that position because I'm not taboo about it anymore. Like How'd if somebody, you do what? How'd you try to do it? Oh, the only reason why I'm still here is because I'm a fucking idiot. No, 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 and no. I took 800 milligram ibuprofen, like a shit ton of them. And all I, <laughs> I just had to get my stomach pumped and I slept for a you little while. What? Yep. But like, my ex-husband came home too early when I was having my car in the fucking garage yeah. with my but car like, started. You have, to, you have to go through that shit, yeah. right? Uh -huh. And when you realize, like going back in school or whatever, yep. it would be where I would walk into a gym, I would walk into the lunchroom, walk on the football field. Mm -hmm. And I automatically think that everyone is talking shit about me. Aww. That that but that was my mental health. Like that's literally what my mental yeah. health would tell me. The fact in life is no one 
cares about what you're going through because they're going through their own shit. And, and so the second the second well, you realize that I don't matter to fucking people in that way, it is mm. so goddamn freeing that it's just like I'm going to live my life and I'm going to be the person that I want to be and I'm going to make myself sure. happy. Yeah. I tell and you I'm just going to leave it all on. I, so I, I drive a truck for a living now. I don't make I don't do as much music as I used to, but Everybody talks about, oh, it must be so tough coming through Atlanta, driving in Atlanta, tra- driving that big truck in Atlanta traffic. And I say, no, I set my cruise on about 50, and I let them go around me like water around a rock, and that's the way I live my life anymore. If somebody don't like me, go around. That's, that's yeah, when you realize that, yeah, like water around a rock. I respect my tractor trailers. Well, I mean, you don't have to I care. Who, whoever told us that we had to wake up today, and I, I like each and every one of y'all. I'm glad my you're here. My anxiety told me. But... No one told me when I got up today I had to care about any of y'all's opinion. Well, we are the no, main I mean, no, character no. of our own lives. Like, yeah. for real. We, we have no choice but to be selfish yeah. beings. We are literally just a brain that discovered mm. ourselves yeah. and are self-aware. So the fact that, like, anyone even has the thought to be selfless is more powerful than the fact that we became self-aware. Because... We are selfish no matter what because yeah. all we have is our self to ourself. I, so I hate when somebody, if they say they're selfish, is a bad person. There it's not. It's you're looking out for yourself. You're setting no. boundaries for yourself. You're you're saying We're all like selfish. with me, I am 36 years old and I'm single, right? So like now when I meet a woman and I like her, I know now that I have to say this is this, this is this, and this is this. Like, if you're not fine with me doing this, don't come around. If you're not fine with me doing this, don't come around. And I just know, because what will happen with me being old enough to set boundaries, is if I let you slip and I give you an inch, you're going to think you can take a fucking mile. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's if I say this hurts my feelings or if this is disrespectful to me, and you take it as I'm fucking going at you, no, I'm expressing my fucking feelings towards you, and I don't care care what you think. Everybody is supposed to have... I don't get mad at anybody for having their self-interest at heart because I have my self-interest at heart. I'm going to fucking protect my fucking self, and if you don't get that I'm protecting myself... You're the fucking person that needs to look in the mirror and be like, fuck, I'm doing the same thing. I can't be mad at this fucking guy. Thank you, John. I'll drink to that. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely agree. Because I will go back and say that, like, I tell all, which my friends, like, my best friends, my my close circle, all my new people, I'll I'll straight up tell them I'm a selfish person. Like we were just talking about. Yeah. Like I, 100%, I'm looking out for myself because nobody in this life makes you happy other than you. And I've learned that because I've lost everybody at a very young age and talking about dads and things like that. Like you, you want to talk about trauma, I got plenty of it. But I'm just saying that like you have to look out for yourself. You have to. Absolutely. It doesn't. It doesn't. Nobody else is going to. Well, you've no. you've got to, you've got to figure out a way to take the the bad in life and turn it around to positive energy. Right. Yes. You absolutely. Have to. Yeah. Well, do you want to be the hero of your story? Or you want to be the fucking victim of your story? Right. No. Right. Yeah. You can also just stuff it down into your ankles and 
and every, it's not there. everybody's different in a way too that like some people it's a lot easier for them to be selfish in the way that Josh is talking about like being able to put those boundaries up and stand strong on those but like me I'm a super selfless person yeah I'm totally, I have a really hard time being selfish just because I was taught like do not be that kind of person but you you, you have to be like you were just saying so like it's really easy for you to be become a, a doormat yeah. If you're that, if oh, you're I that spent, selfless. Dude, I'm telling you, I tell every man that I'm around, I am 36. Once again, I spent, and Gracie's mother is an exceptionally amazing human being. Like, the reason why we ain't together I ain't got shit to do with her. I was young, stupid. I was not a good man to her. Like, she's still an exceptionally good woman. She always will be. But I let every other woman in my life treat me like a fucking doormat yeah. until I found out that my self-worth, like I had to, but I was 30 fucking years old. I might've been 30, I might've been a little bit older. I had to know exactly what I bring to the table and what the fuck I offer before I could have that attitude. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with saying to someone else, look, I love you, I care about you, this hurts me. If this, sure. if you don't get that this hurts me, I don't know what I can do for you. Like, because if you come to me and you say that something hurts you, I'm going to do my best to keep from hurting you again. If I care about you, if I don't give a shit about you now, if I, if I don't give a shit about you, this is probably best to go our separate ways. But if I generally give a fuck about you and I care about you, I'm going to make a mental note. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to hurt this person that I care about. Even if situations have changed from where they were at start to where we are now, if my feelings have changed for you, if they've grown, I need to change, and so do you. It can't be fucking one-sided. It can't be to where just it's your way or no way. But it also, in retrospect, it can't be my way or no way. If you're getting into a relationship with somebody and you're with someone, it has to be give and take. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's not supposed to be 50-50. It's supposed to be 100-100. You're supposed to be fine by your fucking self. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
and then you add to somebody's piece. And it's also supposed to be 70-30 on the day when your partner has 30, you're supposed to give the extra 70. Yeah. On a, on a day exactly. when you have 30, your partner's supposed to give the yeah. 70. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's just too many people. And like I'm telling you, I've had them. There's too many people that are just gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah. Yes. And there's nothing like, and also too, because I try to see both sides of shit, until you get to a certain age, or not even fucking age, age is probably a cop-out, until you get to a certain understanding of who you are, you can't be good for anybody else. It does not matter how fucking much you want to be with somebody or anything else. Even if a friendship, I'm talking about even with you guys, like, David started coming up here. Riley started coming up here with me a long time ago, a, over a year ago. Gypsy's been up here doing shit with us and traveled everywhere with us in the world. Or not the world, but fucking in the South anyway. But, like, we've gone and done stuff together. If you'd have came to me five or six years ago, not only was I not good for a relationship, I wasn't good for a partnership in business because I wasn't the person that I needed to be. Right. And the second you realize I've got to do better, I've got to be a better man, a better woman, whatever. That is when your relationships become so much fucking better in your life. But that's the work that you have to put in for yourself. Oh, not yeah, you lot, have, that's what I'm saying. Not a lot of people realize that. A lot of people think yeah. that if they get into a relationship that that partner is going to fix them. Well, and a lot of times they don't look in the mirror and be like, bitch, you got to fix yourself. Well, it's not even relationships. I it, mean, in, it, in it is like too. It, It's life. Yeah. It's, it's our relationship. It's mine and Tyler's. It's mine and every one of y'all's. It is, I'm not good for you until I'm good for me. And once I become good for me, then I can project that shit out onto you. Right. I feel like that goes back to the selfishness thing we were talking about. I feel like that's the, it's the same concept. Like, you have to figure out what is necessary for you to survive on your own. Like, and that's what you can't be selfish. That's what you have to be selfish with. Like, you have to be selfish with what it takes. I mean, I'm 23. I don't have kids. But I feel like outside of you bringing a life into the world that depends on you, I feel like outside of your child, like, there's a certain – and then I feel like you can also add that to what it takes that you get to be selfish with. I feel like an, after you're at the point where, okay, I can survive on X, then Y and Z is what you get to be selfless with and give to everybody around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. feel like – I feel like that's the part that you're having to figure out is what it takes, what is X? Like, what does it take for you to survive, like, and be yourself? It's a great drug. But even when you, <laughs> that's X you have to see. and you have a partner, you still suck sometimes at... Yeah, you're gonna suck. yeah no doubt. Yeah, you're gonna suck. Like, sometimes you're, you don't have Y and Z. No, and then you're, no, and you're, you're, you're having you're to pull out of your partner's Y and Z. You know what but I mean? But then like, sometimes you don't have a partner either, so you Yeah, I mean, that's life. also true. No, you don't suck at life. You just haven't... You don't figure it out yet. And yeah. there, there are times, and I'll admit, like, I, I've had times in my life where I've not been the best person in my life at all. Yeah. And I, I fucking sucked. I fucking sucked. Yeah, but, but we all suck. But the I thing is, it's like where you realize, like, when you spend that time alone and you spend that time self-reflecting and you spend that time, like, being like, shit, my life is shit. But you have to go into yourself to fix it. You have to look in the mirror to fix it. Gypsy. The fact that you just said that makes me so happy because I think one of the most valuable things as a girl, woman, anything that I ever realized was that women are the least encouraged to self-reflect. And the fact that you said self-reflecting changed you more than anything 
when I realized how just the same we are as men, things that I was in denial about and things that I was doing the same that I was ridiculing them for, like that I had to stop in order to actually expect those people to treat me the way that I wanted, took that. Literally what you just said, well, like that was so perfect. On, be- like, on behalf of men everywhere, I'm going to teach you a lesson insane. right now. Every single man you have ever met in your life, whether they were good or bad, wants you to self-reflect. Like there's not there's not a single one that does that doesn't. But the problem is with women, like I love y'all. Don't don't get me no, wrong. Y'all have too. set standards and shit for y'all selves. You keep up with people that tell you how you're supposed to live. You follow magazines that tell you or whatever, not magazines, I guess, anymore, but Instagram or whatever. Right. And it's like, this is what I'm supposed to look like. No man. If you go look at fucking, I, I don't remember which men one. Men love pubic hair, by the way. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I don't even like I don't they even love like a mine. Big old bush. They like it on their sinks as, as garnish. What, but what, would yeah. you be mad if a woman sat on your face with a bush? I'd be surprised. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, I'd be, I'd be all right with it. I don't think I would mad. just be if surprised. You would go down on there and then. But that's also that was normalized. Like shaving down there was normalized back in the day. It wasn't normalized. Do you know why it was good to not shave your pubes? I'm just gonna. I like how I was making a good point. And you it? took it right back to pussy. Okay, yeah. I'm just. It's, saying. Like, I'm let's not the problem. The <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> okay, so bush was pussy a fucking curious. thing forever. The only reason women started shaving their pussies was because of lice back in the day. So they used to make murkas that were called murkas, fake fucking pussy hair that they would put on their bushes when they worked at the prostitute centers. Not centers. They was prostitute centers? centers. Do you have the address to any of these? um, There's a couple in Texas. It's a fake fake fucking bush. So back in the day, if you didn't have a bush, you were deemed to be dirty. Because you, you didn't had have bugs. a bush. Yes. Can, wow. can I ask the all, the, all the men here something? Yeah. So I've encountered this twice. Jesus and, Christ. And I'm going to tell you what. I have Fuck. an extensive history. I bet you and, do. And <laughs> so, so the Bible, whenever they say, no, I'm talking. Well, that's not at no. all. No. I know, I know. I'm that is not at all where I thought that story was going. I was so. You have my attention. No, I was talking about um, do the men here grow hair on the actual shaft of their penis? And if so, do you shave it? Oh, this is weird. Because I do. I have, I have shaft hair. Every man grows hair on the shaft. I've experienced I, I definitely it. do. I definitely have shaft hair. Only recently. Every man has only shaft recently hair. Only recently I've experienced it. And Very it was weird. two if in a row. And it was the only two old. I've ever. And it was two people in a row. And Skinny I, said, fuck this shit a long time ago. Skinny was like, I'm out of here. When I tell you, weird. I'm so like, that's part of my diagnosis with like autism. I'm not good at keeping my fucking mouth shut. Well, you have autism? Yeah, I'm diagnosed. No shit. I am, yeah. Diagnosed with what? Fuck autism. yeah. No, no. I don't think... Th- the spectrum I, is so I think people with autism have a superpower. I really do. I think... Yeah. I, I really do. I think no, people I that have autism have a superpower because you are hyper-focused on the one thing in your life that yeah. you really like. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah. I can't focus on a goddamn thing because I'm ADHD. I, I can't focus on nothing. So, I think... I'm both. 
you're ADHD and on the spectrum? Mm-hmm. I have a literal, What the yeah. fuck do you do in your free time? Oh. Only fans. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, yeah. yeah. She knew. Anyway. She, this motherfucker knows. She knows. Y'all got us. Like, we went down that was, a deep that was hole. In, but the, the shaft hair thing, okay. The By shaft the way, hair. Oh, we're going back to shaft hair? Well, what I'm going to tell you guys. I'm ready to get the first, the first guy. Yeah, I like trauma. The first guy I experienced it with. Um, it really, it was. So how I described it, because it was my first time I ever experienced it. This was like less than a year ago. Um, I said to him, I was like, you know, you have like hair, like, do you shave like right there? And he goes, well, yeah, I have to hair grows right there. And of course to him, that's like so normal because like, you know, you're not assume you're not asking your guy friends like, Hey, so does your hair grow an inch further than my hair than, than every other guy's hair? He thinks that every other guy grows the hair up there too. Yeah. So when I tell you. The history I've seen with men, I told him, I was like, hey, it hurts. I was like, you shave it and it hurts. I was like, I would rather you be having long, frilly hairs on your dick than to be hurting me like that. Because it feels like it feels like a reverse Chinese finger trap. Like little Wait. spikes going into my vagina. That makes sense. They grow up. It hurts so, so fucking bad. It's like sandpaper. And it feels like I've got a, a new disease after after three strokes. I really love the, the fact that you say the new. Me and you are me and you are close. <laughs> the great. hair or the pee weenie? The pee weenie? Yeah. No, this is all in the same stubble. subject. This is the same thing. Wait. Pee weenie. Yeah, I don't. It's on the pee weenie. Hey, uh, here, here's a funny one. It's on it. Yeah. When did y'all? Oh, I might be the only one because I'm the oldest. All right, Tyler, how old are you? Thirty-three. You're thirty. I'm the oldest. I used to like really shave and like manscape all the time. And probably about like a year or two ago, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm tired of this. If you don't like like some fuzz on the balls, whatever, I'm not shaving my balls. I would rather. No, I don't think it matters as much for guys now than it does for girls. Like girls. I love hair. I don't even think it matters for women. I, I really don't. It's just, like I said, there's certain things that because of the generation we live in have gotten normalized. If you if something's different, I don't even think you have to tell somebody. Like there might be the moment of this bitch got a bush. I don't know. All right. If I know that I'm going home with somebody, I, don't know. I want to make sure that I'm like Rufus the naked mole rat. The what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Rufus the naked mole rat from Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Oh Come my god! Now. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. I literally think your pussy looks like a mole rat now. I can do like, it. That's, I don't know. About that's literally what's in my head now. I don't I'll have the best memory. <laughs> let me let me know. Let me know. I, I feel like one of them hairless cats. What do they call like Siamese cats? Or yeah. Sphinx cat. Sphinx. 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 Also, I can do a platypus face. You want to see it? You want to see it? What? Hold on. What the fuck you finna do? First off, that is not where I thought the face was gonna come yeah. from, and that is not. Who I told we the only platypus trauma. I've seen is Phineas and Ferb? What the fuck are you doing? Huh? What is that? It's a platypus face. That's not a platypus Perry face. Yeah, platypus. Platypus has a bill. I do that. I, I, yeah. I, I, anyway, <laughs> so back to the trauma before platypus face. <laughs> what? I don't even know where to fucking go with you. 
I think me and you should just be like, you know, we'll do an episode by ourselves, and then this, you, you, could, I could write a book on you. I think this whole episode's been pretty. This episode's good as fuck. Oh, I know, I know, it's, it's been. The one that we listened to on the way up here. That was great. You throw a couple more fucking child molestation things in here, and it's the same episode. Very enlightening. This is way better. A couple of nasty comments. I would maybe. just like every guy to know, if you do grow hair on your shaft, it is normal, and you can do that. Right. Well, but you, okay. but do what? not, but do not shave it anyways, because you think that the visual means more than the feeling. Because well, when I can tell you... Sandpaper. I will not go through a Chinese finger trap reverse Godzilla. in my life. Godzilla. Godzilla. Well, I got a George Jones song for you. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> Which one? Uh, go yeah, look I'm at his story. It's, yeah, on it's on my story. It was my mood last night. What are they called? I don't know. Something Chinaman. Um, it's, it's called Chinaman. Is it called, no, it's called I'm not Chinese. playing. Like this is a it's called Chinese. I really wish I was born in the you wrong generation. Before, you realize before we leave Nashville tomorrow, we got to do another rendition of uh, what was what was what was the Merle song? Oh, uh, uh, if heaven was a drink of wine. Uh, no, 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 no. What it was Keith Whitley. Uh, say I'm drinking a little too much. Uh, what's I'm over you. I'm, o- I'm yeah. over you. Yeah. And all I can think, I still got that video on my phone of you going, probably because they see my fat ass drunk somewhere. The song's <laughs> called, the song from George Jones is called The Poor Chinese. It's literally C H I N E E. No S. No I'm telling you. He was drunk when he wrote it. Bitch, was he? You couldn't have done that shit today to save your fucking life. But no, no, while you're talking about, though, because I'm not trying to get all these guys to gang up on you, too. I know you'd probably like it. I'm not trying to get all these guys to gang up on you. Or any, either one of y'all. I can take oh, it. No, no. Listen, my cousins what? did. I said I can take it. Okay. So if we're going to talk about what y'all don't like, Tennessee. I'm going to tell you a little fact that most men won't tell you. Uh-huh. Okay. If I always have to make the first move when it comes to fucking, mm-hmm. I will get tired of fucking you. If I always have to be the one that initiates foreplay or kissing on you or whatever, like, and like our listening audience is like 70% women. Men do not like this show. That is so interesting to me. Yeah. I want I you to. Think I know like, women that are okay. not. I they. I'm telling you. As like, I know them. They will not, and then they'll get mad because you didn't try. And 100 percent agree with that. Like yeah. I, I, I do. I get it. But at the same time, I've, I wouldn't. Okay. Let me word this right. I don't think that I've come like came across somebody that I have gone home with or taken home with me that um, I'm just like, I would rather them make the first move. Yep. But, sure. Right. Yeah, that's, Always. That's, yeah, we'll, that's be, we'll be a man. Yeah. But if I'm dating somebody, yeah, I want them to, like, I want to know that they're still like, oh, hey, let's do this. But at the same time, I don't think that I've ever been with somebody to where I'm like, mm, I really just like, want to make the first move yeah but okay here's my thing with well, it, though. You, you if say, you want if you want a nice guy somebody that's not gonna overstep and like fucking try to use you like a piece of ass or whatever i would like that i think that's right. what like I if you see. want a nice guy understand no, i want the idea of that. yeah that's yes. Un- understand that's the kink. that like they will the, not i i know me i don't give a fuck how drunk i get or how like somebody spending the, like hanging out with us whatever I'm not going to try you, even if I find you to be the most attractive fucking woman in the room. 
Because if we're drinking, I don't want you to have a bad idea of me in your head. And then I don't want to overstep my fucking bounds if we if we hang out again to where it's like, because the first thing y'all are going to say, women are going to say, if you sleep with them, is they used me for a piece of ass if it didn't work out. No, I used you no. for a piece of no. Yeah, but that's not that's not the way everybody is. Well, and well, here, and here. for a lot of men, it's just nice to know that it's equal. It's just, it's just it's just nice to know that, that it's the same feeling. It's a mutual feeling. Hear, hear, hear me out. And what what you were talking about earlier about respecting men respecting women. When I started playing in bars, I was 21 years old, and uh, I was playing with a bunch of kids. And the bass player was a little older than us. He was married with youngins. But it was by day, George, it was me and Justin Dukes and them boys from Tiger Creek Band. And we, and I used to watch these guys in a bar pick these girls up. And I always joked and said, if I was more of an asshole, I'd probably pick more girls up. And I never understood how that worked. Fucking Cole Goodwin because, with that song, Dickhead. Because, yeah, because, but the thing is, as far as like me in a relationship, I, you know, there's, yeah, the, you can you can get it as far down that rabbit hole as you want to as far as people in relationship and what they do to keep things, spice things up. But I understand what you mean, Josh, because, like, as a guy, at the same time, I like to be loved on. You oh, know, boy, do I, I'm I little like, spoon. Like, like, I, I like am to be sitting little on the couch fucking and just, spoon. And just throw your leg. And I ain't talking about yeah. anything off color. I'm just talking about, like, just lay on me a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, also, too, you get to a certain age. I don't know if anybody else is like this. But I got to a certain age to where I didn't want lust anymore. I wanted passion. That's right. Like, I, I wanted it to be where, like, every, everybody, yeah. Like, yes, y'all are all good-looking women, the three of y'all that are sitting here with us. It got to a point with me, because I've been doing this shit for eight years, whether it was working in radio, social media, or whatever. It got to the point to me to where a one-night stand I would rather jack off, and I, I don't. I really would because I don't want the fucking. I don't want the aggravation. Like, hi. So when is your that, Uber getting here? That, like that moment. That, yeah. The moment in the okay. morning where you're no, like, I would oh shit, I'm waking up. I would rather. I would stranger. rather now. I would rather now be able to shit, have no. a connection with somebody to where fuck it. If we lay in bed and we watch goddamn movies no. and we don't fuck, that's better than fucking intimacy no. to me now. Is if I hold your hand or I kiss you on the fucking forehead, yeah. that's better than me nutting with somebody I don't give a exactly. shit about. And there's a difference between, like, I, you were talking about being in a bar and you've seen these women and all this stuff. Men have to respect, I mean, women have to respect men as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I, I will say that. Like, I am a woman and I'm not mm. like, oh, fucking pussy this and, like, pussy's everything. No, it, it's not. Like, a woman has to respect a man. And if she is not respecting that man, she's not respecting herself. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, like you, how many times have you ever seen me sleep with anybody that we've been out in Nashville? No, you know haven't. Each other? Never. Yeah, I mean, you literally haven't. No, exactly. Because I respect myself enough to know that this would probably only lead to a one night stand, and yeah. that's it. And I'm not about that. I'm about. I want to find that connection. I want to find that man that has something more to offer to me, and I have more to offer to him than just my pussy. I know I sell my asshole online, and I sell my pussy like yeah. pictures online but my actual pussy and what is in my heart yeah. is way greater than any mm -hmm. fucking man here or any man anywhere women have to understand women i will say this again women if you're thinking all that men want is your pussy is because that's all you have to offer them well no i think a lot of men do though 
I mean, that, that, that's the thing. But that's I think a lot of women, but I also think them. a lot of women, and I didn't realize until till I got older, a lot of women just and do want to fuck. But I will say this. I'm not wrong. Yeah, I was going to say. Guys look at girls just like girls look at guys. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's a great point. I'm but women are also willing to give it up. And yeah, but it ain't like the guys then, not giving it up too. No, I mean, I, I know I, that. No. I understand the that. Approach, but at the, the same approach, time, yeah. at the same time, men are like, "Hey, no, guys, we're no, never gonna he get he it." Would, he would. He would. I'm gonna Uber back on that. I will say this with like. It's like a. It's a. It's a play. It's a play. Yeah. Like, is, love shouldn't knows. be a fucking game. Every Love knows. shouldn't be a game. No, absolutely not. Love is either. I mean, he's giving it up at the same time. What are you saying, Dusty? It's the same thing. It's gonna be rough. It's okay. What are you gonna say, Dusty? It's um goes back to like trauma. Yeah. I say trauma, and I'll say this a hundred percent. Half the people that I've been with are one night stands. Yeah. Because of like I'll sit here and I'll see somebody at the bar and I'm like, oh yeah, that's who I want to go home with. We're gonna whatever. And in my head, I know that it's just going to be just another thing. So why are you going home with them if you know that? To fill a void. Oh, no. I, I, you, trust me. I get that. I mean, I, I've done that. I, I mean, know I've done exactly. it. I've done it, too. But I've also grown a and I've lover girl. that Thank you. it's not always going to fill that void, baby. you got to fill that and void I yourself. I know it's not. I know it's not. Because, I've, like, I've had relationships where I've loved, I was heartbroken, and but now I'm just, you know, if I want something, I'm going to go get it, whatever. But at the same time, like, I'll have conversations with these guys, and I'm like, oh, I just don't want, like, somebody to ghost me. I don't yeah. want somebody to, like, a one-night stand, knowing that that's all I've pretty much known. And, and put them through the process. And then, so much put them through the process. And, then, and then they're like, like, this one guy. And he's like, okay, yeah. Well, then he's blowing my phone up. Ew. Ick. Ick for me. Bye. Ghosted. Gone. That's, like, the block that I have. Like, no, not I for get me. where the girls are coming from. 100%. I'm, no, like, for real? Yeah. Whenever they show you the attention and the affection, you like Yes, it, but icky. that's my problem. Well, like, that's my trauma. Yeah, but that's you're not. Okay, well, the bad yes. thing about intimacy or sex or anything, or, like, attraction in general is until you go down that road, you don't know what it is. When I well, get that, it, so that, I that does lead yeah, to one night stands. That does lead to you overstepping is I can see you, and everyone at this table has had this moment right here to where you were around somebody, and they were gorgeous. They were everything you thought that they were. And whether it was you slept with them or you didn't, you had a moment, and you realized – Fuck, I wanted this more than it was actually good for me. Yes. And it, but the bad thing is, the fucked up thing is, is until you do it, you don't know. Test so, drive it before you buy you, it. I mean, baby. you have to. I mean, you, you do, but it's not. It's not. You can, you can well, wait it like a week to lease the fucking bitch. Well, I mean, well yeah, here, but here, either, here. even if you wait the night of or a week, it's still going to end up in the same. Well, it doesn't happen. Here, no. well, that, that's why there shouldn't be a time period. I am, and like, this is going to sound like a fucking line to women. I, and I promise you, I don't mean it this way. I'm probably going to be 10 toes behind you. It, it's where if the moment is right and there is passion, you fucking give in to passion, regardless of if you've known each other for fucking two hours, if you've known each other for two years. If there is passion and if there is something behind it, 
Give into it. Let it fucking be. Get it over with. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then find, find out. out. And then find out. Yeah. And, and then find out. And well, I mean, hear, hear, hear me out on this. And I, because it, you know, I, obviously, I, I've, I'm a little older. I've dated and and uh, all this kind of stuff. And what's what's called to mind is, you know, I've I've played music in bars. I've been on the road, and I've had I've had my share of wild times. But what comes to mind is, what like he said, whether it's two weeks or two years or two days. Um, I, as a guy, I've also, I, I dated a girl at one point and I was head over heels for this girl and she was everything I'd ever been looking for as far as I knew. And then as the, the farther we got into the relationship, I realized I, I was dating the, I was dating the image that was put the idea to me, of her, not the person that she was yeah. it to a point where it, when I find, when, when it finally got broken off, I felt like I was dating somebody completely different than the mm-hmm. woman that I met. And there's, there's, a a high like that. That, there's, there's, there's a high that comes with vulnerability. As uncomfortable as it can be, there's a high because it's dangerous. You're walking a thin line, and it could all go to shit at any given point in time. That's, that's the fun part, but, though, but right? You, but, but it just depends. And you, you, only you can make that, that decision whether it's after the first night or whether it's after a year of dating or two years, for that matter. You, it, it's, if you come to a point where you think, I can't hang on anymore. Somebody's got to give. There's got to be something talked about, or either you've, or, or if if you decide to just go balls out and leave and kick up dust behind you when you go, you you got to make that decision. But yeah, I, I've you know as as far as well any any of these guys that have played music or or hosted shows or done done anything anybody who's been anywhere and met any amount of people, there's. There's always that point in time where you, where you put yourself out there. You're vulnerable as fuck. Yep. And, and that's the part that sucks. Yep. And sometimes it works out for the good, and sometimes it doesn't. Can I, um, can I tell you a story? Sure. That's the fucking love. I wish you would. That's what this is for. Okay, well, once upon a time, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, pretty much, yeah. The was literally about to say it. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I was 17. And I had a boyfriend at the time. Well, I liked this guy. And he had a baby on the way. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to, we're going to break the ice. We're not even going to worry about the whole dating ordeal. We're just going to, like, get it over with. I'm young, whatever. Sure. He was older. He was, like, he was older. And um, we ended up falling, we, we fell in love. And we dated I helped raise that little girl till she was four years old and um, broke up. They got married on my birthday. Wait, his baby mama? Yes. Moved in right beside me. Was my neighbor. Wow. And then, like, going on down the line, we came back in with each other, and he was like, this is it. Like, I'm, we're, we're going to be together. Whatever, and I'm like, like okay. Well, yeah, it was like a, hey, we're, yeah. We had it all figured out, and he came back at me, and he's like, she's pregnant again. Nothing. No. Uh, oh, baby, I'll tell you a truth uh, about men and women dude, right now. Oh, I I will tell oh, you one of the God. biggest fucking truths. Right now. I don't care what anybody says. If you cheat on somebody else and then you get in a relationship, mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming. Look, I, the reason why I know this, the reason why I know Wait, this, he on her? He didn't there was a, 
the baby was on the way when we started, so I knew that he was going to go back to her. Yeah, why not? Because they were together. Well, they weren't together. They weren't together. They were just together. And then it was just a big ordeal. But hindsight 2020, you're probably better off. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, look, yeah. if they're if they're going to do that to you, and I say this as a man who fucked up when he was younger and was a cheater. I do. Like, like I make it, I say it every time because I want people to know how good Gracie's mother is. She never made a mistake. I was young, dumb. I was not a good man. So if I'd have stayed in that situation, I'd have kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was wrong for her. It was wrong for me. I wanted happiness. She deserved happiness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you're a kid. Like, I I, I also tell people, if I had to tell you what age to get married, don't fucking get married till you're 30 years old and you know who the fuck you are. Because you, I literally am not, yeah, I'm I'm not the main, I'm not the same person that I was fucking six, seven years ago. I'm not saying you're shitty for that. I'm saying it is shitty coming from, I was married too young, Yeah. got divorced, and... The idea is that if you can recognize where I've recognized my faults before, not in the marriage, but prior to my marriage, I've recognized the faults and it's like, okay, if I can recognize this, then I can fix this. And I would rather fix it for that person that made me feel the pain that I was like, man, I want to fix it for you. And what would have been more beautiful than me being like, hey, you don't deserve to be with me because I'm so excited about the next thing. It's more beautiful to know that they end it with me because they know you, we've broken trust and you you don't trust me anymore or they don't trust you anymore, yeah. whatever. It's more so that than it is, hey, like the trusting of, you know what I'm, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But the thing is, like you, it's almost not like you want to fix. Mm-hmm. The bad thing about people, is nobody fixes you until the fucking right tool comes along. Yeah. And the right tool is the right person for you. Yeah. Every tool is going to be wrong. Do y'all know the story of 409, the spray bottle? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm serious. Like, this is Get one the of the... 409 this, under the sink. It's this, under the sink. This is one of my favorite fucking stories of all time, right? The reason why it's called 409 is because they got the formula wrong 408 times. When they finally got it right... They Are you telling me this is a holes it. situation? No, I'm saying you're gonna you're gonna get everything in your life wrong. That was a good connect. Until you get what's right, Are you right. Acknowledging that that was a good connect. Yeah, I won't get it. What the fuck I do, bitch? That's why it's no top holes. In the, world. the the solution for those shoes to make the shoes not smell bad no more. What the fuck are you talking about? Holes. I know what she's talking about, but I'm trying to understand. What is she talking about? Holes, the movie. With Shia LaBeouf. And they're trying to figure out the solution, solution and it's just this family, and then they finally get it, and they get rich. Okay. And then they get their boy out of the hole. Even even then. No, but that's what I'm saying. I was was saying, are we saying this is a whole situation? Well, even then, you've got to get everything wrong until you get it right. My whole life. And, that, and that's the same thing with dating, friendships, whatever. You're going, like, our family and our circle and what we travel with and who we record with and all this type of shit and everything, it is a venting process. It's going to be a venting process from when it started to where it's at now to where it's at in two years. Pe- people are going to come and go. But when you're around us, 
and you realize that every one of us has one commonality or two. We all want to succeed. We all want to succeed. And we all generally are selfless and we love each other. And there's going to come times that we don't agree. There's going to be times that I don't agree with what you're doing. I'm going to give you my opinion. And if you don't like my opinion, I've got to be smart enough to back the fuck off. I gotta, I gotta be smart enough to let you make the decision you're about to make, because the truth is, I had to learn a lot of things in my life the hard fucking way, and some people have to learn the hard way. Some, some people have to figure out. I'm hard headed as fuck. I, I, the story with me and Gracie, I know that y'all probably don't know this. I'm a felon. Like when I was 18 to 22, I was a piece of shit. I've done 60 days in a rehab detention center. I've done 90 days in a rehab detention center. I would have kept fucking up in my life until my daughter was born at 24. Gracie did for me what the state of Georgia never could. She made a fucking man out of me. And I had to learn. Like, I had to learn what you have to do to be a good person. But until then, I had to learn every fucking thing the hard way. May I add that that is probably one of the best ideas for a country song I've ever heard. There you go. Write it the fuck down. We'll write it later. <laughs> well, we, we're in good company to do it. Oh, you ain't fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> Lip what, wait, with me here. Have, 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 hey, have you, have you ever heard, it's an old Travis Tritt song, then Tom. Bitch, yeah, ask me. Then, Tim, then Tim McGraw recut it, but it's called Can't Tell Me Nothing. Oh, bitch, of, it's one of my favorites. The line? What is it, the trailer part? Are you going to yeah, say that? The, the, um, uh, Basically, um, her mom and daddy didn't like me much. Uh, well, the, 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 the Tim McGraw song that I'm talking about is, but but the line oh, that I, the line that I've taken in my life from that song is talk yeah. is cheap and free advice is worth the price you pay. Fuck yes, yeah, son. Free advice ain't worth shit. No, it's not. <laughs> well, you just don't. But the thing too, like I've had to learn this in the past month with me. Everybody that is around us, I have this fucking thing to me to where I feel like I have to give you advice. Because I've made every mistake. Yep. The and thing it, is, the people that are genuine and love you so much, they ex- they accept that advice and they yeah. love it. But you know why I'm in the position I am? It's, it's because I made those mistakes. I had to make those mistakes. Right. So it's almost me, when I reason it and I think about it, it's almost aware. I don't know if I'm supposed to give you advice or not. I think I'm supposed to let you make those mistakes so you learn the way that I did. So they actually take hold of you. It's, as, it, it's as, very hard for me now, like, after I've, re, like, after I've looked at it. But to, as your friend, we know, like, if, like I, I know yeah. that you're a genuine friend of mine. So I know if you're giving me advice or giving me something, that that's because you're coming out of a place of caring, yeah. not of judging. So there's totally different places that you're coming from and you are always coming from if you are a true friend from caring yeah. because you don't want us to have the hurt you don't want us to have the pain that you have had and so for you don't ever stop giving that advice to your friends absolutely well, it, it's because not because we know it's coming out of a place of love okay and but caring. here's my thing though i've always said if you didn't know how bad it felt to lose you wouldn't know how good it felt to win so if I try to stop you from actually losing because I think you're making a mistake, I'm literally stopping your blessing. I'm literally stopping your learning experience. I'm stopping what could make you a better person, and then you're going to veer and you're going to do something else. Like I, I, it's, 
I have to find I have to find the common ground. I feel like that's a double edged sword. Yeah, it is that's for exactly, you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so hard I for feel me. like like wisdom is one of those things that like once you once you see situations that you've already been through. Yeah. I feel like for you as being like a true genuine friend to us, I feel like you're indebted to give us that advice. Like if you see me going through a yeah. situation that you've seen happen before or you've been through yourself and you have like what you've seen happen and what you know to work or didn't work or you yeah. you may not know the answer to the problem but you know well don't try these fir- you know like the 409s thing it's yeah. like well I don't like you may not have the 409 formula but you've tried the first oh, 400 absolutely. so don't try them you know what well, I mean but I feel like that's a double edged sword that like you have to like not have to but I feel like you should always give that advice, yeah. but be understanding to the point that if who you're giving that advice to don't take it, then yeah. then that's where you back off. that's well, where sure. you back off and you say, okay, all right, look, I'm gonna I understand you don't you don't think what I'm saying's right, so yeah. I won't pressure you anymore on it, but I'll support. That's you. where I go overboard sometimes, and, and, well, and that's <laughs> I under- definitely I go and, overboard, and that's understandable. But like, I feel like. Like me, for instance, so I'm really green to the whole music industry, yeah. the whole idea of everything. And so I find myself saying stupid st- stuff all <laughs> the time. Like I say, like I'll, I'll ask a dumb question. But what I try to do is I try to ask as many questions as I can there's about all of it. There's nothing and wrong I, with that. I, I understand that there's nothing wrong with that. But like my thing with that is like if you have the wisdom to give me I try to be the person that, like, I find people who I trust in situations. Yeah, so, like, sure. there's questions that I would ask you. Like, I've met Avery tonight makes three times. Yeah. But the first time me and Avery met, we talked before a show that I opened up for them, and then after we hung out for, like, 30 minutes to an hour and we talked. But, like, just meeting Avery a couple times, I feel like, I know every good enough that if I ask him a true question that I had that I was stupid about, if I ask Avery, I feel like if he knew, he would give me good insight even if he didn't have the answer. But I feel like the reason that's a double-edged sword is because I may not take that advice. That's not your fault or Avery's fault for me not accepting it. You know, But I try to be the person who if I find someone like you or Avery or anyone else in any situation that's been through it before and I ask for your advice, or even if I don't ask, if someone comes to me, I try to make sure I think through and process it as, as to the fullest extent as I can just because of the fact that, like, there is wisdom there, and, like, I may not even understand it, but I feel like that's just as much my job to listen to your advice, ask for or not ask for, as it is for like in your case, you see your friends. If you see someone going through something or about to do something, and you say, "Hey, look, I know you didn't ask me, but I think this is a bad idea." Like me seeing you as a genuine friend, I'm going to take that advice and be like, "Okay, look, hold on. Let me look through this. Let me look over this one more time. Make sure yeah. I'm not, I'm not just being dumbfounded about something. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. Well, just the, going the into bad thing about this like the industry that we're all in it's entertainment i don't care if you say it's music podcast only fans whatever it's entertainment right there's gonna be somebody in front of you that has went down a road already tyler 
I've tried to, I mean, I know he's doing his thing now or whatever. There's been times I've, tr- I've begged this motherfucker to get back into music. I have begged him too, but music broke his fucking heart. Like, I'll say it from the first time we did the first Nashville show. Yeah. Shit don't go your fucking way. Shit, I mean, it, shit just doesn't go your way sometimes. There's nothing you can do about it. One of everybody's buddies sitting here, fucking Trey Landon. Trey was supposed to be opening up for Hardy and Cole Swindell on fucking COVID hit. And Trey ended up, when he did the show with us a couple weeks ago, he tells about how he lost fucking everything because of timing. Yep. Right? So why, in my, in my mind, it's like, why wouldn't you take the opinion? Not, not even take the opinion. Not do what they say. But take it to heart that somebody, when they're giving you their opinion on something, they've walked that fucking road. Like, they, they've been there. With, with me and you, or me and anybody that's coming up with the music folks, I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to fucking Tyler. I want you to listen to fucking Lee Tucker. I want you to listen to J.C. Anderson, John fucking Fox, like Justin Dukes, all these people, and they're going to tell you, hey, I was here. This is what happened to me. And if you don't take that to heart, you're ignorant. You're ignorant. And it's not even they're telling you what to do. They're telling you what happened to them. Because if you think it's a one-off, if you think that it just happened to to that one person, you're ignorant. You're ignorant. And it's that that's the same thing with podcasting with me. I would be a fucking joke if every person that reached out to me that had a bigger show or even just had a show that was close to me or whatever. If I didn't listen to them in one way or another, I've had people get on my ass left and right because I don't do more video of this show. And they're like, you already get really, really good fucking numbers. If you did video, it'd be way better. Thing is, I don't want to do video until it is fucking perfect. I'm, I'm not a perfectionist, but I know what, like we talked about earlier, those first couple episodes. They're fucking horrible because the content's amazing, but the quality is shit. Unless I can pay somebody to sit there and run video for me and do whatever, I'm going to get by and I'm going to pay my dues and I'm going to do what the fuck I'm supposed to to get to the next level. If I didn't take those people's advice, though, I'd be saying, oh, you, I know better than you, but you are ahead of me in the game. You know how fucked up that is? That's like questioning Jesus. He knows the past, the present, and the future. Why would you question him? Like, why, why would you question if you have faith? And that's what a lot of this show also revolts back to. If you have faith, why would you not appreciate the journey? Why would you not understand that what you're going through right now is what you're supposed to be going through? And just have pride in the fact that I'm not where I want to be, but I'm where I'm supposed to be. Because if, you, if you're not, you're being negative about your situation. And then you're literally saying, the lesson that I'm supposed to learn right now, like, <laughs> I shouldn't be learning it. You are supposed to, whatever you're doing every single day of your life, you're going to be taught something. If you don't think you can learn something else, you are saying that you know better than everybody else. And I refuse to be around people that's like that. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Yeah. And, okay, so you said... Oh, I got a good one. <laughs> not, not to get religious. Oh, we get religious. That's fine. And I might, I might not say it right. God forbid. But oh no, mom, shut up. Um, my first tattoo was 
Peculiarities 311. Okay. It means God puts questions in our mind about the past and the future, yet none of us can fully understand pretty much everything happens for a reason. Yeah. No matter well, what happens. Well, the thing with me, too, and when everybody says that, everybody's like, well, what's the, what's the reason? Like, you don't know. Well, I know, and that's the, the beautiful part to me, really. I mean, if you don't know. It could be the that, worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. But what if that makes you who you are, who that, you're going to help other reason. people? You know, everybody says that I'm looking for my purpose in life. What if you are your purpose? Right. What if everything you've been through in your life leads you to why you're here? You know, I, it should. I heard I heard this one time. I read it the other day again, and it's what when she said that it really brought it to my attention or brought it to my mind. But you know, it's like be careful what you pray for because if you ask God for patience. And you go to sleep that night, you don't wake up the next day with patience. Like, that's not how that works. Like, right. if you ask God for patience. You're not supposed then, to pray for patience. Did the, you know that? Well, possibly. You're I don't not know supposed where to, pray to buy for patience. that. Possibly. I don't even know I, I where to buy I can't what it is, but you're well, not supposed to pray well, for patience. Okay, well. I found out a corner one time, but. It's not that you're not supposed to pray for patience. You're not we'll supposed pray. to pray for whatever you're going through to hurry up and be over. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that's what it that's, is. That's kind of off of what I was saying. But yeah. So you don't pray for patience, wake up the next day, and just expect to have patience. Yeah. Like, you're going to get a situation where you have to learn patience. Yeah. Like, that's how that works. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I, I, I 100% And, and, and things like, like, that's, so the things that are happening, the lesson that you're learning, like the bad thing you're going through to learn something, whatever that may be, could legitimately be what you it's, pray it's, for, it's been and a, you don't see that. But what you learn in that situation is what you ask for. In a pre, you it's know. literally been the foundation of everything in my life. Like the worst day of my life, I could say, without losing a family member, was me trying to commit suicide when I was in in 2010. It has came the foundation of my life. But that's literally the worst day you could think of, right? To where now, it is so to where everybody at this table, pretty much, y'all are new. Y'all two are. But everybody else has had this conversation with me at some point in time in one way or another. It is where I took that. And at some point in time, I realized if I'm still here, there's a reason why I'm still here. And I have to... Don't hold my hand, bitch. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fucking crybaby. But look. I have to take that experience, the fact that I'm still here, and I have to turn it into to where, where it's men's health, where it's anybody that feels fucking alone or whatever, to make it to where take the taboo out of it. A lot of people be like, oh, you trying to commit suicide? Or are you crazy? And they'd be like, I don't want to fuck with them. And, but with me, it's like, oh, my God, let's fucking talk. Let, let's fucking talk about it. That To me, I don't like squeaky clean people. I think you're fake as fuck if you're squeaky clean. I want <laughs> yeah. battle scarred. I want broken. I want people that wear their fucking scars because that to me is faith. The fact that you can keep going knowing that you've been at the bottom of the fucking barrel and you still found the momentum, you still found whatever you needed inside to keep taking that next step, that is way better to me than anybody that lived that squeaky clean life. You, you put me in front of somebody that has been to prison, that has turned into a preacher, that was a fucking crackhead that is now a preacher, that was a biker, that was somebody that was just the scum of the earth. And now, 
they can tell you why they still have faith or why they keep moving forward every day, those are the people that fucking change the world to me. Um, will you hold my hand one more time? Yes, ma'am. I'm glad you're still here. Thank you, babe. That's all I had to say. Appreciate it. Yeah. You took that. I thought he was going to get weird with it, but I like it. I just wanted you to know. Thank you. I'm glad. I know why I'm here, though. It, that, that's the thing I was trying to say about your purpose. Yeah. What is your purpose? I can make every bad joke in this world. I can say every <laughs> fucked up thing in this world. I can try to sleep with every good looking woman I see. But the first random. time, but the first time you ever hear somebody saying, you saying that you're not all right, that you've been down these roads and that you're still here and you decided to make your life better and to not give up on yourself and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I know that's my purpose. I ain't never going to, if I ever get rich, whatever. Like, that's cool if I get rich. Y'all are going to make me cry. Like, that's what you're supposed to do on the show. But if I ever get rich, that's, that's a blessing. If I ever get famous, it's a blessing. No. The coolest moment, oh. one of the coolest moments in my life, when I still worked in radio, I shared my suicide attempt on radio. Like, everybody already known it because I got hired from social media to work in radio, right? And there was a dude that came up to us at this called Rattlesnake Festival, like in Vidalia, Georgia. Claxton. Claxton, that's what it is. Roundup. Rattlesnake Roundup. That's it. This dude comes up to our tent while we're working. And pulls me aside and makes me cry like a bitch. This grown-ass man. And I wish I could think of his fucking name. And I know he listens to the show. If you're listening to this, you literally just fucking, you hit my heart that day more than you'll ever know. Dude pulls me aside, doesn't want to talk about it in front of anybody. And just tells me, in the fucked up most way he could. He was like, I was sitting in my truck. I had a pistol in the glove box. And I was almost done. Like, I was so sick of fucking life. And he said, I heard you talking about it. And what's crazy is the day I talked about it was my birthday. The National Suicide Awareness Day is September the 10th. And that's my birthday. And dude tells me this story. And I'm telling you, I'm a crybaby anyway. If you've ever seen me watch a fucking anything, I am tender-hearted as fuck. I will cry. I will slap the fuck out of you, but I'll cry too. <laughs> like I ain't no bitch, but I'm a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like I will fucking cry. And this dude told me that, and it's like in those moments, and like even through Snapchat, Instagram, the show, or whatever. Every once in a while, you get a message from somebody, and. It's not that I'm funny. It's not that they think I'm attractive. It's not that they like the artist on the, on the show. It's taking the taboo out of their worst day of their life and making them realize you're just like me. Like, you're, you're, I'm just as fucked up as you are, and let's just be fucked up together. Let's learn to live, and let's learn to fucking make the things that are so bad in our life, let's make those the points that we live for. Let, let, let's do that instead of like harping on why am I poor? Maybe I'm supposed to be fucking poor. Yeah. Why am I crazy? Well, that's Maybe I'm supposed to be crazy. Partially why I don't like, um, or why I can appreciate that I was so hard driven on like being famous, successful, rich, all that at one point, and now yeah, um, having two siblings that are very like big up in that world and I am so happy that I'm in even the niche that I'm in but like not famous in that way 
because fame, it really does, like, whether or not anyone can grasp it or understand it, like, making too much money and having too much fame Somebody correct me because I'm going to fuck this up. What does it say in the Bible? It's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than the rich man to get to heaven. Yeah, Yeah, there's a reason. It it destroys a person. So that's what I appreciate about people like you and people like like you and like you and people who make, like, and it relates all to music and to religion and to this. Yeah. Like, good people meeting good people. That is what makes it beautiful the you don't fit in is because there are people like you guys who will always be able to be appreciated by people who actually fucking appreciate it rather than you having the masses like this is the trend this is the trend well even when you think about it who the fuck wants to fit in well, it's now becoming less a trend, but as far as no, it's, what it's I can worse say, than ever now, literally because of apps and like let's say fucking TikTok, well, social media. You, all of a sudden, you think because you do a trendy dance, well, a, a no, sound, about, or whatever. I know, but I'm saying like you feel there's a lot of people that feel the need to follow everyone else so they don't feel alone. Well, here's here's something that that's occurred to me over time and it's it's uh it goes back to what I was saying about being vulnerable. That you show me the person who's never been vulnerable, then the most lonely person on the face Absolutely. of the earth. Absolutely. Unless you unless you're willing to get vulnerable with people here and there like or, they, or if, if you, you shut down. Well, yeah. Yeah, if you shut yourself off and you're never you never put you, and it sucks to because you're going to put yourself out there for people and they're going to shit on you. How, it's going to happen. How, but but if yeah. you don't if you wall yourself off and you don't ever put yourself out there for anybody, you're going to be a lonely individual. Yeah, how many times have you met somebody? Or I I know cuz I'm I, I don't know how many people are single at the table. I know I am. But like how many times have you met somebody that was so guarded that they have built their walls up so high that you could see every potential good in them, but they were so scared of the other shoe falling. And they were miserable. They were miserable that they never allowed themselves to be happy. Like, happiness is supposed to be scary. Like, it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be scared of losing you. I'm I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to miss you. I'm supposed to be scared of losing you. I'm supposed to, if we're not around each other, not feel okay, but not like I'm obsessed and need you, but I want you. I don't know if this is a song or not. I think I heard it at one point, but if not, we definitely need we'll to write, write it. it. <laughs> but, but the but but the line, and I don't know if this is something that came out of my head or something that's an actual song. But but I'm gonna love you like you're leaving. That's mm-hmm. a song. That's a song. That's a song. Yeah. But it's a good fucking but, song. But yeah. but when you but but you never. I feel like that you, you you can go through things and and you can have squabbles oh, yeah. and fusses and fights and disagreements and all that kind of stuff. But when you realize you're about to lose something. That's the tightest you're ever going to hang on to it. it also goes oh, that's out, a fucking great line. But, like, it's comfort. Great fucking line. Yeah. Comfort is a lot of people's problems, too, I think. Like, them getting comfortable would yeah. not. Like, everybody, like, if you stick with one person for so long, like, like not you're just, you're so, you're like. toxic chaos. Like, I'm having problems. I yeah. just moved here. I'm having, I wouldn't say problems. Like, I'm. I'm doing fine, but at the same time, I like we said earlier in in the podcast, I'm I feel alone. Yeah. Because it's not comfortable to me, and comfort to me is at home. 
and that's why I'm going home this weekend because I need a breather. That's another problem. It's get over the fact that you're comfortable. Like, yeah, be get get that out of the door. Like, I don't care if you've been with this person for five years, ten years, one year, six months. If you feel like you're comfortable, bye. I don't, I don't there, really think there, I don't, there is a difference yeah. between being comfortable and taking something for granted. Yeah, true. Absolutely right. true. That's that's where you got you got to be careful of. But that. also too. But I think people think that they're stuck. Yeah. Because they're comfortable. Yeah. So like with me, I don't casually date. Right. Like if I've been in a relationship, mm-hmm. it's been because I love that person and I dated them. I've only I'm 36. Mm-hmm. I've only been in like five relationships. Mm-hmm. That I will sit like real deal relationships since I was fucking 18 years old. You date with intent. Yeah, like I'm not dating you to just get by. Right? So a lot of people, when that comfort level, it is so they feel better about themselves or their situation or whatever. But in all honesty, I had I had a teacher in high school and I'll remember it till the fucking day I die. Dude said, if you don't see yourself marrying this person. Why are you with them? You're blocking their blessing, your blessing, whatever. So, like, with me, I get a bad rap because, I mean, I've talked shit to probably both of you. And I'll probably talk more shit to both of you. But the thing is, I'm not going to say something I don't mean to you. Right. Like, if I I just want to hook up or I just want to be your friend, I'm going to say that because I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want you to get comfortable off my lies. And that's where a lot of people do. There's not enough people that just want to be fucking honest about their intent. And then the problem with it is you get comfortable off of someone's lies. I'm going to tell you a seed of wisdom that my, my daddy told me when I was little, and it's never left me. But the quote was, if you're always honest, you don't have to have as good of a memory. Damn, that's good. I ain't never, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never heard that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. There's just not there's just not enough people that want to be. I don't I don't even care if you're honest with me. I need to be honest with myself. Right. It, it's right. cool if you're honest with me. Well, it's easy to establish. Yeah. When Honesty ought to be the easiest thing in the fucking people. world. That's going back to being selfish and like being yeah. loving yourself and yeah. making yourself happy before you. Well, it, it's like with me. It, these boys are sitting at the table with me. If they were to ask me a question, they know before they ask me the question, you are going to get the most honest reply that you're going to get. If I don't like what you're doing, I'm going to tell you I don't like it, but I'm not going to belittle you. I'm not going to be ugly to you. Me and Tyler had to talk about this fucking a couple hours ago, right? I'm going to tell you my honest opinion of your situation. Now... The toxic person in that is the person who takes your honesty after asking for your honest opinion and gets mad at you for fucking Forgiving. for being vulnerable. Right? Like it, it, and like that's not the way it's supposed to be. If we're all going to be close, and this is relationships, friendships, or whatever, I should be able to fuck up. Mm-hmm. I should be mm-hmm. able to be on a fucking pedestal and fall all the way to the fucking ground. And the people that have my back, the ones that actually love me, the ones that, regardless of what I'm going through, they are there for me. 
I should be able to take their criticism. I should be able to take whatever you're going through and what I'm going through, and if you can help me, not get mad at you. And there's too many people that the second you criticize them, they take it as, oh, they're mad at me, or are they backstabbing me, or whatever, regardless of what the fuck it is. We, all of us are in the fucking entertainment business. If you don't realize that people around us are going to give you the honest fucking opinion because they care. If what you got to start worrying about is when motherfuckers start lying to you, to your face. When they start telling you better than you are, that you're prettier than you are, that your show or your song is doing better fucking than it actually is. Those are the motherfuckers, those do boys, those yes boys or girls or whatever. The ones that make you feel that way, that false sense of confidence, are the ones you have to worry about, not the motherfucker that'll look you in your eyes and say, you fucked up, but let's fix it. If you've known anybody for any amount of time and y'all haven't had a disagreement, Probably not a good influence. It's not a good friend. No. That's a yes man. I mean, who, who wants that? I can tell myself how great I am every fucking day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, honestly, and I fucking probably do, to be real with you. Oh. Because I think if you're not confident in yourself, nobody else is going to be. But if you have people around you and they never go against what you're saying, you are fucking yourself so bad. It doesn't keep you humble. No. I need you can't to be, be humble. humble with having somebody that's around you going, hey, man, you're doing great. You're Knowing shit. that right there, he's looking at you going, yeah, you just fucked yourself. Yeah. You know? it, it, I, had it, I had it last month, and it's because of Dave. Literally. The last show we did at Live Oak, that last round, Jason Michael Carroll with a list of lies. Bobby Pinson getting out there playing everything that he fucking wrote. Uh and then Chad Prather up there has got fucking two million people watching everything he does. And everybody that played that round that night, right? I had friends that didn't sit there and praise me. I'm glad they didn't. They sit there and humbled me. They were like, hey, just remember, the next one's got to be better than this now. David was talking shit over there to me. And it was always the random people. It was always the folks that you didn't know coming up kissing your ass. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the folks like Dave. I mean, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was funny as fuck to me, and I, I still remember it. I remember him saying it to where I laughed my fucking ass off. But, like, you have to have people in your life that are going to knock you back. They're yeah. going to put you back on square one. Because you're not – and this is, like, another weird thing with me. I don't ever want to get to the destination. Okay. I don't – I don't because that no. means it's over, right? Oh, yeah, no. Like no. the journey, whenever Always you working, yeah, whenever you say like trust the process or whatever like that, right? Like you got to keep grinding. That means I can sit here and I've busted my ass for the past several years. I've done everything I could do mm-hmm. to get to where I'm at now. I don't ever want to stop moving that goalpost. Well, okay, so right, me and Gypsy, I don't know where she went. Um, Gypsy's probably drunk in her van. <laughs> yeah, we were talking and I. It just goes back to, like, loving your life. Yeah. And oh, making, She's a great example of yes, it. Yes. Making yourself happy. Um, life's too short. You aren't promised tomorrow, and everybody knows that, whether we think it or not. But also, at the same time, like, keep going. Always. Yeah. You might think you're, you're here, but you can be there. Always. Mm. It's the people that get so comfortable and the people that just... And they want to stay there. Well, and it's the ones that aren't hungry anymore. Right. 
I want to always stay hungry. Oh, yeah. You want the thrill. You want the um, adrenaline. You want the rush. You I want... don't like the too hungry, though. The too hungry? Yeah. And I've been too hungry. That's, that's, what, that's what's bad hungry. with me. I, don't like I grew that. up poor. I grew up to where not, not hungry like physically hungry, but I grew oh. up having less. People who just want more and more. Yeah, and, and, like, more. and like now, like it's it. where you think I'm fucking happy now. I am. I am content with my life. But I want fucking more. I want to remain hungry. You're, I've already, yeah. I already know what it's like to, to be here. I, I already know between growing up poor, yeah. spending uh, whatever it would be, like five or six months total in my life in a jail cell. Like, I know. I know what here is. Yeah. I'm here now. I want to get here. And if I don't keep pushing that back every day and keep, like, fucking really grinding – yeah, it, it'll, it'll never be that for that's me. Good. I'll get I'll get content with now. I love y'all. Yeah. Y'all been fucking awesome. Everybody that's always around us is awesome. But you know who I want sitting at this table? I want y'all, but I want to add a Jamie Johnson. I want to add an Aaron Lewis. I want to yeah. add a fucking Chris Staple and an Ashley McBride. Yeah. I want to keep growing. If I'm content with where I'm at now, and I'm only going to do the same fucking thing, I'm never going to grow. I heard Steve Harvey say it one time. He was talking about, like, being poor and then, like, growing in his career. But he was like, you know, you have to stay hungry. And But they were talking about, like, people who are never content as, like, it's a bad thing. And he was like, it's not really a bad not, thing. He's like, at all. just make sure you appreciate the level ups as they come. So if you're here and you make it to there, be appreciative of making it there. Mm -hmm. Don't get content and just stay there the rest uh, of your life. Like, amen. keep being hungry. But be appreciative of that blessing the, that you got yep. that next step as it's, you go. Also, remember like, the ones who is there at the, the bottom, bottom step yep. that's still there at the top step. Amen. And don't push the ones that are at the bottom out for the ones that were there that are right there at the top because that's where you fuck yourself. Because okay. when you fall, it's going to happen. The ones at the Everybody, top are Everybody's going to fall. Everybody. And when you're at the top. The ones that's going to be there to pick your ass back up was that same motherfucker that, that was, was there at the very, at the very beginning. But see, my, okay, so my thing is, mine was opposite. I grew up, we had everything. My mom, my stepdad, we had all we could ever imagine. And then my mom's business went bankrupt, and then it was like, boom. We went from everything to nothing, which is fine, get it. But I've been in that state to where I was 13, maybe, having everything, nothing. Which was a good age for me to have everything, nothing. And then grew up, fucking graduated. They divorced, whatever. And now I'm making what I'm making for myself because I know how it feels to go from everything to nothing and that's why I'm so humble with what I'm doing and now I'm in Nashville and now I'm living where I am and I said I, I didn't fit in whatever like that but at the same time it's just like I did this yeah. I made all of this I'm in my apartment where I should be I may fit in I may not well well how old are you by the way 25 you're 25 you realize I guess, man, you're the only ones that are over 30, right? I'm, at, I'm 30. You, this is what I always try to like tell people, whether it comes to numbers on downloads or streams or where you're at in life. 
I can sit here and I can tell you, me and Tyler didn't have a place in Nashville at 25 years old. Avery, do you have a place in Nashville at 25 years old? No, I was. You have to take the little victories. You you have to take where you're at now and realize, I'm not where I want to be, but fuck, I'm doing way better than somebody else. And if you don't enjoy those little victories, like then you get caught up on where you want to be, right? I'm just I'm so hard on myself. Like, cause why? Why would why why do you want to be okay? What? Let me ask you this, because mental health shit is my fucking bread and butter, right? Why are you hard on yourself? Yeah, why? You do need to think about that. I I think I'm so hard on myself because of, like, I've been taking care of my mom, my little sister, for the past five years, ever since I came back from Nashville for the first time. Yeah. And living with them, taking care of them. I was the breadwinner of the house, you know. And now I'm here. And now I'm in the gulch, and I'm like, I have all these people that are if so If you say bougie. gulch one more time, I have a I'm question. throwing a fucking beard at you. I have a question. I don't have you ever had, like, consistent, like, and I mean consistent, like, months on end, where every time you get in your vehicle, it, like, it gives you anxiety, and you're, like, fearful, like, fuck, my car keeps fucking up. Like, you've, cr- like, that's a relatable thing. That's why I'm asking. So, yes, maybe? I would say, yeah, like, Have you had home. something like that? At home, yes. Like, okay. Kept, there was something it, that was. That's, that right, that is the fear on. of the next thing coming. The, yes. you're worried. Uh, you're worried about the yes. next thing coming instead saying, of appreciating what's going right right well, now. No, what I'm what I'm saying is, if you've ever experienced that, this moment that like often comes up in my head is when I had a fucking jeep, and every day I was a teenager. And I would get in my fucking Jeep, and I would be fearful it was going to break down. It was going to embarrass me. It was going to break down. I was going to pay money. It was going to break down. I was going to have to do, uh, explain to my dad everything. So what I'm saying is the moment that I afforded myself a new vehicle or afforded myself the luxury of taking it to the shop and getting it actually fixed, the relief that for a month after that, that every time I got in my Jeep, I was confident, or the, uh, my new car, that I was confident. Like, holy fuck, how beautiful just that moment feels. Every one of us does, naturally. We lose that sense of appreciation and comfort because we get this new sense of, oh, it's annoying, my radio keeps turning off now. My fucking radio. What you're talking about is going from being unsecure to secure. Like all, all of a sudden is like the things that you depend on. Like regardless what it, I mean, it could be fucking literally. It could be your job. It could be another person. You're talking about going from undependable things Mm -hmm. to putting dependable things in your life. Sometimes. But being appreciative. Yeah. And like not just appreciative, like where you're just telling people, "Man, I'm blessed." It's not that. It's the actual feeling of whenever you fucking clean your closet well, out for the first time in nine months. It's like a, it's a thing that is so not explainable. It's internal. Well, it's a pride for yourself. Yeah. Like you're proud of yourself and where you've come. That is why I will not. I know that the good Lord has blessed me with my daughter, with my show, with my friends. And me as a like, friend now. What, what do you now take? I God. don't like Thanks, telling other people that I am blessed. I like to radiate it. I like you to be able to see 
that everything is going good. Because if you know me as transparent as I am and everybody that's fucking around this table, you know how bad it was. The more you can radiate happiness and all the good shit in your life and just be a happy, content person, the more that other people are going to be like, hey, how do I get like you? How do I figure it out? out? Yeah, don't freak yourself out. Well, that's what you're I'm supposed doing. to make every. You, I have. I've made this rule. I literally like this is this is like my life motto now. I call it the rule of thirty, like the rule of thirty and forty or whatever. You're supposed to make every fucking mistake that you're supposed to learn from from eighteen to thirty. Well, see, okay, and so then in, in nope. and then in your thirties, you're supposed to grow from those mistakes and learn. And then if you do, step two, then in your forties or later 30s, or whatever the fuck you want to say, you have succeeded in life because you took all the bad things you could have done as a child and grew from them and made them the positives. Yeah. Well, I'll say that... Um, I'm glad we didn't give you bitches tequila because this is already at two and a half hours and great. No. But we could have gone five. If I know, I'm ready really to go. Drinking. I'm ready to go and... Um, well, somebody... Stand, you know, stand somewhere, if you know what I'm saying. Nobody knows what the fuck you're saying. No. That doesn't look like a chili dog. It I, looks like I, a Where man. is chili dog playing? Barstool. Uh, okay. Also, Savannah just texted me. She was supposed to be here tonight. Shout out to the... Oh, she invited me here. She invited me here and get, look who's here and who's not. Well, let's just make the point of this show because every everybody on here is different, right? Tell you guess or no, no, okay. No. I want the point of this show that you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got eight different people to sitting in a room. The one thing we can agree on is to make yourself fucking happy, right. regardless of the obstacles in front of you, regardless of what you've been given. If you got a chance right now to make yourself happy, despite your job, your relationship. Whatever, set boundaries. If boundaries are crossed, you're not the fucking bad person. You are protecting yourself, but also allow yourself to fucking learn new things. Be happy. Don't be closed-minded. Don't just think because somebody's coming at you and saying something you don't like that they're belittling you or they're being a narcissist or anything like that. They're not. There's a lot of us that just want the best for each other, and sometimes we do overstep. Sometimes we do say shit that... Maybe we shouldn't, but it's not because we're trying to tell you what to do. It's because we're telling you what we've done that we don't want you to experience. Just be honest with yourself. Absolutely. I know it's very cliche. I know it's like the worst basic thing to say, but live, laugh, love. Like, literally. Oh, you went full white bitch. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, 100%. Jesus Christ. No, 100%. We're going to, you we're going to I thought you, ah, oh, shit. We going to Starbucks I after this? The last thing my, ver- my best friend sent me is this. It's the. What is that? Would you like some Chick Fil A with that? Yeah, hers is definitely different than what you were bringing up. No, but it really honestly. Uh, it, it, well, I like simple. No, I, I'm fucking with you. I'm I, I'm fucking with you. I my thing say, is, you know? I love simplifying things, and you are exactly right. You, if you simplify your life to live, living, laugh, laughing, love, and loving, buddy, it it, it, it does make sense. Every time something bad happens to me, I'm like, live, laugh, love. I mean, fuck it. I'm fucking with you. You're good. You killed. No, you really. I'm fucking with you, Dusty, with an I. Dusty with an I, not a Y. Shut up. I don't like pumpkin. You you ain't been here in two hours, part of the show. I don't even jump back on here. I got to open and close the show here. 
There you go. <laughs> live, laugh, finish, finish, live, laugh, love. Little Skinny has had two meals and um, left the house three different times, and I'm he has about seven different rings on. If y'all ruin the end of this good show, because y'all won't shut the fuck up. Living, laughing, and loving. Is that how we're... You know what? I'm going to name the show that. I always look for the punchline. That's it. That is the punchline on the show. Live, Live, laugh, laugh, love. We all got great crow's feet for a good reason. Uh, Because we ain't rich and we're happy as fuck. Shut up. Your butthole's made more money in a year than I've made in my life. Akon has nothing to do with this. Why do you keep bringing up Akon? If you see, you understand. The only difference between my asshole and midnight is 11.59. Wow. You are a classy bitch. Thank you. Thank you very much. I actually am, but... I know. I like you. I'll be real with you, and we'll end it with this. I really thought you were kind of a moron when I met you last time we was here. I could tell. I could tell. I know. But you're way more than that. But that's also, too. You're way more than a moron. You're much... Every one of us... Every one of us... Every one of us, regardless if you're an artist or whatever, you have to play a role. We all get it. We all, like, if you want to make it in today's age, you have to play a fucking character. You got to play something. You got to play your part. You got to live, laugh, love, baby. Shut up, bitch. With live, laugh, love. You've made the point. You got the title of the episode, Dusty. Shut up. But, like, you. He goes, he got twice now. He goes. Bitch, are you trying to grab my hand right now? <laughs> You've been talking about Acorn the whole time. That's our butthole. That's He's locked up. They won't let him out. <laughs> I've mentioned anyway, it several times. Anyway, shut up so I can end my show, bitches. <laughs> anyway, the point is, point is, be genuine and be happy. Be unapologetically happy and be the person that you are. Regardless of what you're doing or how you want to live, Understand, you ain't got a fucking do-over. It's not a dress rehearsal. You got one life. It's either you can get... We talked about Lonesome Dove earlier. I love Lonesome Dove so fucking much. On my side, it says you can't read it no more because I got it when I was skinny. But now it's like it like a hot dog bun like on the side. But it says, it says it's not dying. I'm talking about it's living. And you, you really, as cliche as it is, and everybody's wrote a fucking song about it, you either get busy living right now, or are you fucking going to die tomorrow, sad motherfucker? Yeah. Why, why not take your time here, and the people that you love say, I'm sorry. I told Tyler earlier, I was sorry for some stupid shit. Tell everybody that you could have hurt, I'm sorry. Tell everybody that you love, you love them. And fucking make your life what you want it to be. Amen. Nobody's been on their fucking deathbed. Nobody has ever been on their deathbed. They've been like, oh, damn, I wish I wouldn't have done that. It's usually I wish I would have done more. Yeah. Yep. Get to do more. Why the fuck wouldn't you? I left my number on a Cheers, guy's baby. car, and he didn't text me. Well, I didn't get it. It flew off when I was going down the interstate. No. You should have put it in a better place. No, anyway. you probably thought it was Everything like happens for a coated with yeah. like. That, it was so you like could text me, Dusty, <laughs> what I. Uh, all right. Okay, we're not going back to sex trafficking. All right, folks. No, I'm saying because it was in the door handle. Shut so the fuck like, up, tits. <laughs> Listen, Once again, go follow Liz. her OnlyFans for her Listen. Akon butthole. Hey, don't do that. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. See, this was so good. That's I don't. So good. I don't like supporting whores. All right. You don't. No. I've dated no. a lot. That <laughs> I had to support. But my the other fuck personalities do. She's really? just not here right now. What's your other personality? No, we'll do that later. Um, Akon. Yeah, let's. We'll probably do this later. Probably not. Anyway, look, I love each and every one of y'all. I hadn't done a drunk show in a while. 
And this this couldn't have been better. This couldn't have been better. Uh, anyway, tomorrow y'all come out to Live Oak because this is or, excuse me Wednesday the thirteenth September the thirteenth at Live Oak. The Josh Terry podcast will be there with the Raising Grace rounds from two to six. Uh, we got some really good surprises. We got Allie Colleen and the Reeves brothers at the end of the show. Not a we, surprise anymore. Shut up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> we got some new people. <laughs> Her tits are gonna be there. You might as well come. For, I might even let her get on stage. Maybe, maybe they'll fucking stay for a little thank bit. Bring one. Anyway, bring thank ones. you, thank you to Hasten and all them. And then y'all remember this weekend, uh, Raised Rowdy and the Josh Terry podcast will be down in Florida uh, all weekend. It's gonna be a good time. We got some great artists. Shout out to Nikki T and uh, Matt Burrell. Y'all go follow them on everything and Outside the Round podcast and Raised Rowdy. And uh, I just want to thank all y'all once again for listening to the show and then you guys for hanging out tonight. We haven't done a three-hour show in a hot-ass minute, and I couldn't yeah. have done it with people I love more. Uh, dude, I love you more than words, mister. Well, Toodles. All right, folks. Well, I love y'all. Thank y'all. And, uh, hey, go to the thejoshterrypodcast.com and buy some shit if you like the show. That way I'm not poor and I can keep drinking with bad bitches. And, he can and my friends. buying bracelets. What bracelets? Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, I love y'all. I'm finna go. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.